0: What's going on, everybody? Morning after Sports Grid TV, Sports Grid TV Network. Thank you for watching and listening. I'm your host, Mike Blewett, filling in for Gabe on the morning after, but Gabe is here with us, as is Joe Rainieri. So, action-packed show today. We got Thursday night football tonight. We uh, we have a college action on both the hardwood and. On the gridiron, we obviously have uh, some NBA. We've got a bunch of recaps to do, and we have a whole load of guests: Brandon Lang, Willie Colon, Joe pisapia all lined up throughout the day. First, I welcome in the host of this show, who is remote today, promoting his band's latest effort, uh, Homicide. What's up, Gabe Morantzi?
1: Hey, we're doing good, uh, Mike. Hey, we're doing good. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, I'm cold as hell. Cold as hell uh, mm-hmm. in Montreal. Uh, but we're hoping to uh, heat the city up uh, by tearing it apart on uh, Friday night. We've got a lot of work to do, uh, though. You know, playing music is a lot. It's a lot like uh, sports. You know, there's a reason why there's um, there's training camp. Uh, there's a reason why UFC fighters just don't not train and then, and show up one night and fight. They could. You know, they could, and they could fight on instinct, but it probably won't end well. So, long story short, our band has a lot of work to do. We'll be back uh, in the uh, practice studios tonight.
0: All right. And you got two shows coming up, right? You got one in Montreal, and you got one elsewhere, correct?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is that's uh, that is correct. And, you know, it's one of these deals. It's a lot like doing a show like this, you know? You're prepared until you're not prepared. All <laughs> right. So. Uh, you know, there's been no rest for the wicked. We did uh, we did game time decisions uh, yesterday. Uh, we, we jammed all night. Now we're ready to go again, and uh, do it all over again today. Nice. Uh, but we do have a big football game on top this evening that I'm aware of.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Steelers, uh, at Browns, and Joe Rainier, I heard you talking a little bit about that. Uh, on your show, make it rain, along with Dave Martinez. So, uh, obviously, a bunch of action tonight. The the in last night, how did that go for you, Joe Rainier?
2: Uh, it was great because um, well, when I went to bet again in a game, it was there was forty points scored in the first half, and I had the uh, I had the under forty seven and a half. and lucky me, they only scored seven points in the second half of the Miami, Ohio
0: uh, bowling Green game. so it was it was profitable, Mike, but I went to bet. Toledo game has a couple of interesting stories out of it. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but it's Gabe, Mike, and Joe. On the morning after, we'll be re- be right back to set up the Thursday night game Steelers-Browns tonight on Thursday Night Football.
3: Message and data rates may apply.
4: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics.
7: to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
0: Welcome back to the grid. Thanks for watching on Zumo Channel 719 on Stir and for listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeartRadio Heart Radio. Tune in. Appreciate it. It's Mike Gabe. And Joe, Gabe in uh, Montreal and Joe uh, down in Florida, we are in much colder environments than Joe, so I'm jealous of him yet again. But let's set up the game uh, for tonight. Steelers at Browns. Uh, Many of you know I'm a Steelers fan, so I have a rooting interest in this, but uh, many of you will have a rooting interest after you hear the information uh, provided by uh, our experts. So, uh, guys, I'll I'll just set it up uh, in this way right now because we we, we talked about it a bunch yesterday, Joe, there hasn't been a ton of line movement here. It seems like the public is jumping on the points to get the three uh, points to start the game, but uh, maybe some sharp money coming back on the Browns. Is that how you see it at the moment?
2: The thing that confuses me with this is the total because it opened up at like half, 40 in some places. It, it's been bet up, but the weather is supposed to be atrocious here tonight, and from what I understand, everyone's going to be running the ball, so I'm I'm curious as to why... The total, that seems to confuse me that it continues to go up. Unless I'm missing something, Gabe. You think
1: this is going to be a shootout tonight? No, I don't. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, I hate betting unders when the total is this low. I can live with betting an under, you know, at like 46.5, 47.5. Mm. But to me, the story of this, guys, is the fact that the point spread was 2.5 all week. And it was the exa- exact same number. Um, as it was against the Buffalo Bills last week. And a lot of people were scratching their heads about that point spread, and ultimately the point spread uh, ended up being right. Um, so I'm surprised that it actually went up to that key number of three, which which tells me that they were getting some Cleveland money um, throughout the week that they wanted to balance it. You know, I, I don't like betting games when you you talk about what the book is trying to get you to do. And I think, you know, we, we get we get caught up in that a little bit too much at times, as opposed to just thinking about the game itself. Uh, but, you know, to me, I'm really surprised uh, that the Cleveland Browns would be laying three points uh, in a spot uh, like this. Pittsburgh are the better team. Pittsburgh are playing better football right now. And I don't really know if Cleveland won that game last week against Buffalo. Like, if anybody watched it, it wasn't like Cleveland was good. You know Buffalo didn't play well offensively, missed two field goals. You know this is this is a big big game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland's a big game for obviously. They're trying to you know they're trying to convince themselves that they're still in this thing somehow, uh, even though Beckham was already starting to look forward to next year uh, last week, which was pretty funny. Yet they have, they won a run by the Steelers. You know, I'm just shocked, guys, at the numbers three points right now. A Pittsburgh Steelers team, I know that everybody's generally dominated the Browns, but the Steelers have really, 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 really owned the Cleveland Browns uh, over the years. They've been absolutely dominant. If you get into the numbers, uh, you know, since they've come back, I mean, uh, since, well, listen, just in the last 10 years, uh, they're 15-2-1 straight up, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, if you want to um, get more recent, they're actually 0-7-1 against the spread the last eight times uh, they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if the Browns are able to beat the Steelers tonight, it's, that's going to be something that uh, they're going to do something that they, they don't do very often and they haven't done in a long time. Yeah.
0: Uh, road divisional dogs this year, which the Steelers are, 16-7 and against the spread, 70% clip uh, Thursday. But uh, on the flip side, home favorites on Thursday night football, are 71-48 against the spread, 59.7%. So there's more numbers leading towards the Steelers, some of which Gabe just mentioned, uh, one of which I just mentioned, about uh, road, uh, road teams being good in general this year and, and underdogs being good in general. But those divisional underdogs have really been profitable. Uh, Joe, you and I did talk about this game just kind of on a straight-up uh, perspective yesterday. Cleveland's schedule is obviously easing up. We still have many concerns about how this team is coached. I think Gabe brought mm-hmm. up a good point about it's not like they ran away from the Bills. That's a game the whole way. I don't think the Bills played particularly well and the Browns squeaked it out. Uh they are finding some success in their run game, which is probably an advantage in playing against the Steelers. The Steelers are, are a tough team to pass on right now, forcing a lot of turnovers and obviously uh, creating some pass rush. So in that sense, the Browns battling the Steelers with a rushing attack, keeping the ball out of Baker's hands, which may also be an ancillary benefit of doing this because he's been turning the ball over so much. That does line up well for the Browns.
2: Mhm. It, it's it's an interesting scheduling spot too for Pittsburgh because they've played, I believe, four out of their last five at home. Three out of their last four have been home. To me, this is going to come down to players making plays at some point. These two teams know each other so well. It comes down to players. Like, which player do you count on? Which side has got the players who are going to make a play at the end of the game? Baker Mayfield made a play at the end of that Buffalo Bill game, which is why they they ended up winning. So, do you trust Mason Rudolph in double-digit win tonight to be able to get it done on the road? He hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards in five of the seven games he started. Uh, Or do you trust the guys at home on a Thursday night? I think if this was a Sunday afternoon game, I think we'd all have a totally different opinion about what was going to happen. But the short week, Thursday night, what we know about usually favors the favorite and the home team on a Thursday night. So I, players got to make plays. Which team do you trust to be able to make the play the most when it counts?
0: The Steelers only have two home games well, see, the, the rest underdog, of the year. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say the underdog has been a play on Thursday night games this year, Joe. Uh, the dog, The dog has been barking. On, on Thursday nights, uh, and in fact, um, eight eight and two in ten mm. weeks uh, with, with underdogs uh, with underdogs on Thursday night uh, football. If you remember, it's just it's been the theme all year, and there's even right. been a lot of like sort of money line guys. Remember that Carolina got stuffed uh, on uh, at the goal line on a Thursday night. You know, we can go over it. There's been a lot of money line upset. With. The thing is, if you look Cleveland, they're sort of who they are. All right, they're going to move the ball. They're going to make mistakes. You know, you just add up all the sum of the parts here, though, guys. I'm going to say Cleveland really didn't do very much last week. Their defense played well. We'll give them that, but the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is a lot better uh, than the Bills' offense. And surprisingly enough, the uh, the the Steelers are averaging like 26 points a game without Roethlisberger. You know, somehow, and you brought it up. I mean, you know, their quarterbacks throw for 183 yards, but at the end of the game. You know, they've got 23 points. They've got 27 points. They're finding ways. And also, you know, the Mickey Fitzpatrick trade really has probably been one of the, maybe the best move in the National Football League uh, this year. I mean, he's just sort of become a leader. The, the guy's just making plays uh, back there. It feels like he's been a stealer forever. And, you know, there has, he's been a big part of this. Even when they made the move, and I know, Mike, you, you're a stealer fan. Yeah. It was basically like, okay. Uh, you know, that people are surprised because the season seemed to be falling apart. But we all knew the defense was a problem, yeah. and it had to be addressed. Yeah. And they addressed it, even though everybody else thought the sky was falling, and here they are now, you know, four or five weeks later in the middle of a playoff race. They win this football game. They're right back in it. Yeah. And so much so, guys. But in fact, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook had the Pittsburgh Steelers making the playoffs right now.
0: Yeah, I saw that. We can I give you the last odds night. for yeah. any
1: team. We can go over the odds to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so... It's not like oh, it'll be such a shock if they make it. no, they play themselves back into it, and I find it amusing or at least not amusing, I should say interesting that so they have them the Pittsburgh Steelers are favor they're they're expected to make the playoffs now. It's in like the minus one forty range I right? think it's exactly minus one forty two so they're expected to make the playoffs yet they're underdogs tonight. now, if they lose this game tonight, they're probably not making the playoffs. It sounds dramatic, but you know, it definitely damages their chances. So I just find it interesting that they're not at all tonight, yet they're still favored uh, to make the playoffs. I don't understand this line. I, uh, hopefully someone smarter than us can explain it to us at some point before noon today uh, because I don't understand how it went up to three. And I got it against the Buffalo Bills. You could say, well, the Bills are kind of phony. They're not a real legitimate six-win team, et cetera. I could sort of live with this, but – Pittsburgh are red hot right now, guys. Also, forward one against the spread this year as underdogs of Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah, I would say I, the Mika Fitzpatrick trade I supported when they first did it. There's no way anybody could have expected it to work out this well, but uh, I'm a huge fan of him as a player. I was coming out of the, the draft in 2018, and obviously I'm thrilled that he's playing the way he is. I would keep the door open if they lose tonight, though, because they have the Bengals, they have a Browns home game, they have the Jets, they have the Cardinals. So... I would keep the door open even if they were to lose tonight. We'll have Brandon Lang on next to discuss this game in more detail. It's Mike, Joe, and Gabe. We're on the morning after on the grid. Keep it locked right here.
9: We'll be right back. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets.
10: 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Imagine this is your
6: money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket.
10: 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 932 1749 That's 800-932-1749.
8: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car.
2: Put your money where your mouth is, especially tonight. A whole bunch of football, games, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Take yourself a shot. Open up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It is New Jersey's largest sports book. If you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, you can receive a free bet of about to 500 bucks. That's a free bet, $500, when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. you got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering. Whether it be college or pro sports, you're in control. If you head over to fanduel.com forward slash grid, open that new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER-21 and over New Jersey. Only eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details.
0: Stuff, Joe. We got Brandon Lang will be on with us here uh, momentarily. Uh, but uh, as Joe said, uh, please go to FanDuel. We, uh, Broadcast live from the Sports Grid studio at the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey. Gabe is there. Uh, other than this week, Gabe is there most of his time. You spend actually most of your time there, Gabe. More, you spend more time there than you definitely spend at home. Uh, you spend more time there than you sleep, that's uh, yeah. for sure.
1: It's, uh, it's funny because when I'm there, I think about that. I'm like, get out of here, man. I'm here <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just here too much. You know, when I'm not there, I miss it. You know, it is, it is funny being there every day that much. As you stated. I spend more time there than anywhere else. So the 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 fellow degenerates, it's almost like family now. <laughs> like, like, you should have seen the look on their face when I told them, uh, like, oh, we'll see you tomorrow, man. I was like, yeah, I'll be back Monday. They're like, what? <laughs> like, like, they're actually generally like alarmed. What do you mean, Monday? They're like, you mean Thursday, right? The game's Thursday. And like even security, like, where are you going? What do you mean you're going to be gone till Monday? Wow, that's a long time. And who do you like this week? So, yeah, we miss it. It's great, uh, great times. We really got to get, we got to have an event out there at some point in time, maybe for the Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl uh, bash uh, because it really is, it's it's a great time, especially when when the place is packed like it will be on a Super Bowl Sunday.
0: Uh, Agreed. So we're going to keep talking about the Steelers-Browns game uh, as we wait on uh, Brandon Lang, we'll, we'll keep talking about that throughout the show, but, uh, you know, a couple of college games. Well, I should and- let you
1: know, Mike, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I should let you know, I was thinking ahead, actually. Yeah. I have some winning tickets. Uh, I was there, so what was the last time I was there? Tuesday night, so I had a couple of winning tickets. I'm for them, unfortunately. Uh, but I had some winning tickets, and I actually brought them with me just in case, instead of going home, I decided to stop off at the book first. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a head mic. I'm like, you know, when I get back, you know, who knows? I might just go from Newark Airport right to the park. You don't have to
0: I'm going back home. Sunday at about 5, 5.30. 30. Nothing's happening at home. You gotta get well, we just had like home. So you just sort of called it that even subconsciously, you know, the first place I'd hit up would be the sports book car on the long way back. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. Uh, there is some college action tonight. We got uh, a couple of games: Buffalo at Kent State. Even more MAC. So we've had four MAC games between Tuesday and Wednesday. We got another one oh, tonight: Buffalo, Kent State. have been tortured enough? Uh, and North Carolina <laughs> at Pittsburgh. So some hot, hotbed ACC football. Both those teams are a- about average this year. ACC in general stinks, but North Carolina and Pittsburgh have been about uh, average. However, I will say Toledo last night, I have to highlight this because it's a pretty tough beat in that Northern Illinois is up three, Toledo driving for a tying field goal. They get a first down line up with time picking, 21 seconds. They throw the ball, they get a first down. They line up, they have no timeouts. They run another play to the middle of the field and do not get a first down. Mm -hmm. They run up to the line to try to clock it, and time runs out. They do not attempt a field goal. Joe, what (laughs) was that?
2: Well, I mean, listen, it was like 20-mile-an-hour winds in a blizzard, so I don't know that they were going to kick the damn field goal one way or the other, but – you got to think yourself, uh, why risk it with 20 seconds left? But they also blew a lead. I mean, it was, you know, they had the lead going in, and then all of a sudden they allowed Toledo to score 21 points in the fourth quarter to, to have a chance to tie the game on. It's They should have never been in that spot.
0: Yeah. That was a tough one. Also, um, it also gave featured maybe the most egregious late hit in the history of college football. That wasn't even close. Uh, <laughs> I don't I think the Toledo close. player realizes that when your opponent is down on his knees that the play is dead. He lowered his helmet, hit the Northern Illinois player in the back of the head. I believe that's the game, right? Um yep. Was it the other? Yeah, it was that game. So uh, he gets ejected. It, I didn't even <laughs> think they needed to review it. He was ejected. <laughs> And uh, I hope the Northern Illinois player is okay, but he did not seem okay at the time. So I'll let you go off on either or both of those games.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I've I've often said that the MAC is like the Canadian Football League of college football, (laughs) That's that's great. No, I'm dead serious. (laughs) When you bet on the Canadian Football League, when you bet on the Canadian Football League, when you win it's great you're like wow that was a fun game and that was pretty cool when you lose you're like god why the hell did they concede three safeties and basically there's sort of there's a there's like uh saying in the street like with with fighting you bet on bellator all right you bet on bellator and somebody's gonna jump in and hit someone over the head with a steel chair and they're gonna count it no they were all like Mm -hmm. basically weird things will happen in bad leagues. <laughs> like you know what I'm say, yeah. it, it almost makes it entertaining. Uh, that, that's what the attraction is that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you'll see that in the MAC. You'll see crazy plays. You'll see really weird coaching decisions. Uh, you'll see vicious hits. You can basically get away with anything you want, uh, in that, uh, in that conference. <laughs> it is a fun conference, uh, but it'll leave you scratching your head. And, you know, it's funny because we all, we all pine for those games. Oh, when do those Tuesday night MAC games start? And then when the Tuesday night MAC game starts, you're like, oh, my God. You know, this game is <laughs> bad, There's nobody bad. there. Like you're betting on an and mm-hmm. Zip game that's yeah. – oh, and yeah, literally. Yeah, I don't know how happy schools keep their, their, their NCAA ticket. They're you're supposed just TV to have a minimum of 15,000 right. people a day, right. Mike. They must have a loophole. That's, that's not happening. Like, they're not getting 50s. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. they Absolutely. sell what they do. You know what the Mac teams do? It's funny. They actually have, like, like the Buffalo Bulls will have a concert at one of their games. So, like, they'll they'll get Dave Matthews, or, like, they'll get a big band to play. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of technically at the game. So they could get, like, 40,000, 50,000 people. They can can crank their attendance (laughs) average. It's actually pretty slick. Like right? the Buffalo Bulls caught on to this. Like, yeah, let's get Maroon Five to play at the game, right? So right. we'll have to pay them, but if, but this is the thing too, and it's something to keep your eye on, guys. Actually, all kidding aside, with this is you'll hear often now, especially with some of these MAC teams. Well, they need two more wins to get to a bowl. They need this and that. Dude, the Buffalo Bulls, you know, for, they they won like four of the last five games two years ago trying to get to a bowl game. They didn't get invited to a bowl after, yeah. even mm-hmm. though they won. Because as you, just, you guys just talked about it, Mike, you said it. You know, bowl games essentially is you're paying. You know, you have to guarantee. Like, you know, you go to a bowl game. They're not calling you, oh, we like you, you're so fun. They call you and they say, listen, can you guys sell 8,000 tickets? Because if mm-hmm. you can't, we can't invite you to this game.
11: That's right.
1: And that's what this comes down to. And quite frankly, Buffalo can't. Like, Buffalo needs to be, like, you know, nine and three where they're really, maybe it's like, let's cut them some slack because they're so good. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't move the needle. You know what I mean? You're going to get, and it's crazy because people in Buffalo really, like, we see it's over the top with the bills. It's never trickled down to the bulls. Like, there's zero locals apart. Like there's zero local sport. I was in Buffalo. I tried to buy a Buffalo Bowl, like gear and stuff years ago when Turner Gill was the coach. I was in Buffalo, couldn't find a single piece.
0: And that's a big, not, a big I, school I, I that's too. Like Gabe. A, uh, that's that's the sad part is it's actually a yeah. big school, almost 30,000 undergrads.
1: And there's not a lot of other sports, right? I mean, yeah. you got the Bills and you got the Sabres. You telling Cable. me there's not room for the Bulls? Yeah. And the Cable. Buffalo, the Buffalo basketball program doesn't suck either. They're actually not bad. They've got some talent. But uh, what you said about Pittsburgh and North Carolina, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But what you said about Pittsburgh and North Carolina, I some'll disagree, though, Mike. I think Pittsburgh Panthers, listen, Pittsburgh Panthers have been money. These guys are a money-making machine. I've been on this team for a couple of years. And they are also, they're almost like the Bills or something, the Pittsburgh Panthers. You look at their box scores, you look at their stats, and it's ugly all the time. But there they are with six wins right now. I mean, they're still in this thing. You know, they're a 6-3 football team. They're 3-2 in the conference. They, they, they could still potentially end up uh, uh, playing Clemson okay. in a championship game. And North Carolina, a lot of people raise their eyebrows and sort of scoff. oh, Mac Brown's coming back. Ha, 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 ha. Well, North Carolina have been winning games, and I know that they've hit a wall a little bit, uh, but I don't really think a lot of people expected it to be a 4-5 or five football team uh, right now. So you know, I get my cap to both these programs. I think North Carolina's done a nice job this year, and I think the Pittsburgh Panthers are a better team than people realize, and and you can make money off them. The Panthers are better as an underdog, uh, but it's a short it's short price would Probably be a pretty a pretty close and entertaining uh, football game. Panthers and North Carolina both play a lot of dramatic games, so it should be a fun one. But Panthers are a team to look out for, Mike.
0: They've been money makers this year. Yeah, six and three right now in uh, overall, but three and two in their in the conference. And if they were to win tonight, they'd be four and two. Just a half game behind uh, Virginia, who sits at 5-2 at top of that conference, but with only uh, one conference game remaining. So, uh, Pitt still can get on a run here. Control their own destiny, at least within the division. I don't love their matchup uh, against Clemson. I don't love anybody's matchup against Clemson uh, in that uh, conference, but um, uh, it is what it is. Joe, uh, thoughts on that North Carolina Clemson's Pittsburgh best
2: matchup quick. is if they play themselves in a scrimmage. That's yeah. the best matchup well, in the ACC. Well, you're not wrong. You know, I mean, that's that's the unsad part. But Pittsburgh and North Carolina, they vote two weeks. They, for periods this year, they look like world beaters. Like, wow, they were really – they were going to turn a corner. And then they play one or two games where you're like, my God, what the hell happened to this team? It's just – that's the ACC in general this year. They look great for a couple of weeks, and then you're like, I, I can't watch this team anymore. Yeah, that's watch. why Clemson stands out so well among
1: everybody else.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pitt's last four games. Those are kid guys. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, um, there's, there's a kid, Taysier uh, Mack. Taysier Mack, wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Panthers. The kid's are wicked. Like, the kid's awesome. Love. Check him out. Number 11. The little guy, right? The little cool. guy? Yeah, yeah. He's like He reminds me of Tyree Kill. Cool. Yeah,
0: he'll highlight well, it. Well, yep. he'll be the highlight of tonight's uh, game potential. we got Willie Colon next on The Grid. Be right back. You know, that's
7: an allergy, so
6: Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best day possible. Well, I found one website that can find best date and it's called best date 100.com just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date remember you can find the best date of your life at the best date 100.com that's the best date 100.com one more time the best date 100.com what's your irs problem you owe back taxes is there a lien placed on your property
13: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
0: Welcome back to the morning after. Mike Lewis, Lineary Gamer Enzi, bringing in Willie Cologne. You can find Willie. Uh, he's co-host on Barstool Breakfast and he's also an analyst on SNY. So, Willie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
14: Hey, how you doing? How's it been going?
0: We're doing all right. We're doing all right. So, Look, there's a lot of different ways we could go. Some big stories. we got a game tonight, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, since you have a lot of experience uh, with the New York Jets, uh, acting owner uh, Christopher Johnson comes out yesterday and says uh, that Adam Gase is, is safe for now. We don't know how long that means, but it looks like he's got a pretty long leash. I, I would ask you, if a member of that organization, do you think is this is the type of stability that they need, or do you think that things have looked so b- bad offensively at times that they need to make drastic changes starting with uh, the head coach? Uh,
14: no, I think at this point you brought Adam Gason to be the quarterback whisperer for Sam Darnold. Um, this team has just been you know, crippled by injuries, and, that, and that's really kind of the storyline of the year. Um, the offensive line hasn't really played up. Uh, to par uh, there's a couple guys who you you know you talk about assembly uh, you know he's not even on the team being cut he's supposed to be a big factor for that office line um, bringing in Ryan Kelly a guy who you know now is you know trying to figure out his knee situation and his future uh, after coming out of retirement but there's a lot of different stories crunching and going down with a neck so they've they've been kind of uh, crippled with injuries, like I stated before but I think Adam Gase, you got to give him another shot. You gave Todd Bowles another shot. Uh, you got to see how he can bounce back, how you can change things. They just, the Jets just don't have a lot of talent and not a, a real talented team. Um, and so they, it starts with drafting and, and getting free agents in the building and and getting getting the position where they can build. And uh, hopefully, you know, Adam Gase can get it done. And Christopher Johnson, they feel like. You know, he's the guy, the relationship he has with Joe Douglas, they can turn things around, and you just got to give him another shot. I think bringing another guy in to implement his system and everything that goes with bringing in, to, bringing in a new coach may be too much for the Jets right now.
1: Uh, Willie, I apologize. I'm on the road uh, right now, uh, but I got you I got you loud and clear. I, I got to ask uh, Willie, guys, because I know time's limited. What do you think? I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around Kaepernick. And and this whole workout uh, stuff, just like, you know, is it a PR stunt for the National Football League? Are they actually serious about this? I've been pro cap, like, over the years. I think the guy can play. I think it's a joke that, you know, some of the guys that have been given, you know, contract extensions that are just freaking terrible, and cap has been watching from the sidelines, but I also got it. Generally, you know, if you sue Barstow, Willie, really, they're probably not going to put you on the air tomorrow, right? While well, your lawsuit's going on. So I totally understand. I understand the NFL side of things, too. But it, it, listen, it's all in the past. And part of the settlement was there's no more pitching. He's moved on. You know, there's no beef with the NFL anymore. But when, when you saw this, and you're like, damn. Is this real? Is, he, are, is the NFL just doing this to say, hey, look, man, we've come full circle on this. We're giving him a chance. What What do you see when you heard this? What were your first thoughts when you heard this? Uh, I think like everybody else,
14: I think we were – I was just uh, – I think I was puzzled by it all because, for me, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was kind of in the rear view mirror. Um, and, and I think at this point, if you look at the NFL, just the cultural climate right now, you know, Kaepernick, you know, he stood up for, he took a stand, he made a silent protest uh, for social injustice, and, and that kind of sparked and escalated and, and kind of changed the complexity of the NFL. Um, I do understand how the common capping issue has been a black cloud over the NFL, um, but I also am confused, too, why, you know, if I think cap from, I'm looking at cap from this standpoint, the NFL has made it clear they don't want you, uh, they've made it clear that, you know, they've changed your narrative and what's your process uh, about going about this pro- uh, protest, they've changed it all. They, everybody has had a story uh, about Colin Kaepernick and his actions. I want to hear from Colin Kaepernick about and how he feels about this. Um, is, you were talking about a guy who's been removed from the NFL for three years. This workout, it just seems like a PR stunt. They, I mean, I've been a part of the league. Free agents workout for a team on Tuesday because Tuesday is the players' day off. And usually, when you work out for a team on Tuesday, the powers to be, the guy who makes the hiring and firing decisions, the GM, he's the guy that's overlooking your workout. So for Colin to not only be working out on a Saturday, and then his team push back to say, "Hey, let's make it Tuesday, or at least give us another Saturday so we can kind of prepare and make sure uh, everything everything is lined up," it seems like it seems like the NFL is like kind of rehashing or, or, or starting up another fire that was really. Kind of put to rest. I want to hear Kaepernick speak. I want to see how he feels about all this. I want to see how he looks. Um, but is he getting a fair shot? No. But he's getting an opportunity that he didn't have three years before, let alone a week ago. So it's almost like you know, it's damn if he does. It's damn if he. Uh, it's damn if he do. It's damn if he doesn't. But I, I, I would it kind of sets up for week. next year, though, right?
1: Because yeah, like you said that, too, like it's right. like, oh right, yeah, we're gonna invite you on a Saturday. The so coaches are busy, man, as you stated. They got, they got playoffs. They're worried about making the playoffs. On a Saturday afternoon, they can't be worried about Colin Kaepernick. But at the same point in time, he's only 32, guys. It's not like he's 39. You know he's still going to be in physical. Uh, you know, he's going to be in good shape still. I'm just thinking the same thing, with I'm like, damn, well, why don't you guys do this wild card weekend? A little late in the season to be showing him some love now. But it, can, it if he shows up, and, you know, it's sort of like, you know, he's got a bad reputation, right? It's like he's got to rebuild it. So he's just got to get through some meetings with some NFL football people where they walk away and go, hey, you know what, I like the conversation I had with him. I think it's just a building point for next year, really. Yeah, but
14: I, I don't even understand, like, if you're going to work him out for next year, work him out in the springtime. Like, there's OTs and so many yeah, things that are going yeah. on. Like, like, why not do it then? What's the need to do it now with eight you know eight more games left in the season to work them out on a saturday to and then what i'm troubled by they keep using this word readiness let's let's be honest a football you can only judge a football player being a football player by playing football unless kaepernick is in a pad he's in pads he's he's in his tweets he's in it that's how you that's how you judge a football player doing a three-cone drill a vertical uh vertical leap test or you know uh 40 all that doesn't mean anything him him throwing a ball, so a couple of receivers doing the, the wide receiver out tree. That's all BS. You need to see him in a helmet, getting plays, looking how he reacts. Trust, you know, watching him trust his instincts, using his legs because he listen. He wasn't a, never a pocket passer. He was a guy who flat out used his legs to make a lot of big plays, and he was able to improv off that. So I think it's it, it sounds like a setup. It sounds like a bunch of uh, BS. I think Kaepernick Team knows that. I think he knows that. But at this point, when your dreams. You feel like you have high aspirations for playing in the NFL. You got to take what they give you. And I feel like, to be honest, I saw Marcello Sali talk about this on his show on Fox, and he he came he made a good point. This, you know, Kaepernick made this him and Eric Reed. Eric Reed made a settlement uh, with the NFL back in February about collusion, uh, you know, as far as the owners keeping him out the league. You know, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I be. You know, surprised that this was in the in the settlement that said, hey. That after seeing the you've got to give Cap a shot. And then like, oh, you get your shot, shot. A yeah, shot. Like, yeah, take it or leave it. So um, I, I just want, and now there's rumors and speculation that this may not even happen Saturday. So I didn't do themselves any justice. I think this is a P-Lung stunt. I hope Cap and his team is prepared if, if this has to happen, but I hope it doesn't happen and that he gets the full, sh- the full, the full, I guess, gamut as far as getting his best opportunity. It's
2: funny. When I read what was going to happen, I'm like, is he in the draft again? I'm like, is that what they're doing? Like, they're going to right. put him in the draft? Like, what yeah. the hell is this? What are you people talking about? I want to ask you <laughs> quick, though. About a, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, but let me ask you about another guy. No. Uh, is Cam Newton done ahead, in the NFL? Did Cam Newton play his last football game?
14: Man, that's a good question. Uh, I hope not. I, I am a Cam Newton fan. I, I, tell, I was telling this story the other day. Um, the Steelers play the Panthers, usually the third preseason game. And, then what, you know, you always talk about guys who, guys who, you know, you played against or watched who are just physically just dominant. You know, you just, they just look like Greek gods. Uh, you know, me warming up for a game, seeing Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton standing together was always just a sight to me. Ben, you know, Ben is <laughs> a 66, 260 pounds. But let me tell you something. Cam's a big man. Like Cam is a legit 6'5", 6'6", 260 250 pound but chiseled lean. It if it, it always felt like I was looking at two superheroes. And to see how he's digressed because of the injuries, you talk about the car accident he was involved in and how that hurt him. Now he's supposed to get in the foot in, you know, the foot, the shoulder and everything that time, kind of fractured ribs, the lacerated Like he has a resume of injuries that he's been able to kind of battle through. The problem with him right now, when his you know, his his moxie as a quarterback is his ability to use his legs. And, and run and kind of be a, a juggernaut in that form. He can't do that anymore. And Kent was never, you know, he was never Brady. He was never, or Rodgers. He was never one of those guys that could really put the ball on a dime and, and super accurate and, and really uh, dissect things in a pocket. Um, it, part of his game is running. So um, I don't know if this is the end. Uh, it sure looks like it. Um, I, I wonder for me as a GM. If I was to put on the GM hat, I would want to know where. Pam's head head is at because he's been through a lot, and he was the face of the Carolina Panthers for a long time. I don't want yeah. I don't want a shell of a guy who who's just doing it to add on a couple more years. I want a guy who's going to come in there and lead my team and still have the same passion and fight that I saw when he was in the Carolina Carolina Panther helmet. So, it for me, I know Cam physically can overcome a lot. I just want to know how what he looks like from the neck up. You know, how does he feel? Is the passion still there? Is The fire still there? Uh, because that's that's what's going to drive everything else. But I hope I hope it's not his la- his last. Uh, you know he, he's going to continue to play, if you will. Uh, but I can see him going to I can see him going to a Tennessee or Mike Vrabel. I can see him going to uh, maybe I can see him going to Chicago.
0: Chicago, yeah. Um,
14: so it's, it's 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 interesting, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I, I can't envision Cam as a as a backup. Uh, you know, just being a guy. Uh, trying to land a helping hand in the th- locker room. I, I think he's a guy that wants to be out there playing. So let's wrap it up. We only got a couple of minutes left. Let's wrap it up.
1: I just want to throw in there. I think, he's, I think he's played his last down for the Panthers, but not in the NFL. Yeah. But I think he's played his last snap for the Carolina Panthers. I, I agree with that. I agree. I agree.
0: So, uh, Willie, Steelers-Browns tonight. Steelers are the underdogs tonight, despite playing a better brand of football, certainly over the last month than the Browns. What do you like tonight?
14: Oh, I'm going with the Steelers all day. Of
0: course. Um, it's not a good question. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this damn defense right. is going to come a lot. Of, go ahead.
14: Oh, go ahead, Willie. No, I said, damn you right, you're me? going with the Steelers. Smart oh, man. Hell, oh hell, yeah. I was. I think Minka uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's playing out of the skull. Um, I'm, I thought that was a great addition. Uh, for that secondary that needed to be be, be more effective, and and that's how I think he's added a lot of. Um, Depth and, and he's been a playmaker for them back there. Um, I think Mason Rudolph has really come along. He's starting to manage the game. He's starting to slow himself down. The offensive line is doing a good job of protecting him. Um, James Connor. Uh, so it looks like the Steelers are doing what Steelers do this time of year, which is they're starting to stack wins. They're starting to play bully ball, and they realize they're starting to realize they just they have to do what they do best: play defense, run the ball, and clock management. Don't turn over the ball. Don't hurt themselves. And you know it sounds like a recipe for every other team or any other team that's in the NFL, but I think especially for Steelers, because I was a Steeler, you know, it, we always had the mindset, when you get around them, you know, you hear people say, well when it gets around apple picking season time you gotta start running the ball, you're gonna have to start being more effective in a run game, and I think they've been able to do that, um, I like the way Mason has handled everything uh, I, I like how he bounced back from the ball more, um, and I just like the way the team's starting to come along, and I think you got to credit Mike Tomlin. I think he. I saw. I was listening to a presser he did, and he was talking about. You know, they went through to some rough earlier. How they were able to back, They're starting to recover and bounce back. And a part of that is sometimes you got to take the emotions out of things. You got to you got to really dial into what's working and what's not working, and having that talk in the mirror with yourself. And especially from a head coach standpoint. And from
7: the sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the sun retractable. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler.
8: Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount
2: certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also
9: get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993.
6: 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851,
11: 800-439-7851.
0: Oh,
1: without, oh, without a doubt, um you know, this all starts with Jay-Z. Right, they bring Jay Z in. You know, the National Football League is trying to to rebrand itself, and especially now, you saw the NBA sort of took a hit with their social image after the whole China stuff. Your know, national goodell's feeling good about himself. Nobody's protesting. There's no major controversies. Kaepernick. Uh, hey, look, we've invited Kaepernick. We hey, look, we've got Jay Z uh, involved. Look at our halftime show in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, you know, the, the was smiling right now. And basically all it took uh, was a, a fake workout on a Saturday afternoon. I thought it was a good point that Willie brings up. Tuesday is the day off in the, in the NFL. Tuesday is the mandatory day off in which nobody, you know, you're not allowed going into the facility. So that would have been a day that teams really could have got an opportunity uh, to see him. Yeah, I think Kaepernick wants to play for real, guys. And you know, he is only 32 years old. He's 32 years old, and he's a young 32. He hasn't been hit in three years, and he never really got beat up very much in his career to begin with. Really brings up a good point. He was a mobile quarterback. Uh, that's something that you know has to be taken into consideration. He does have a strong arm, actually, Kaepernick, but he's you know, he's not ultra accurate. You know, I think he'll end up. I think Kaepernick will end up in the National Football League. Seattle will be a good spot for him. And, you know, it sounds crazy. But, you know, do I even have to say it, Mike, as far as what team is going to shock everybody and bring him in, then we move Patriots.
0: All right, thanks. Hour number two uh, on the morning after. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening the grid zumo channel 719 we're on stir now so thank you for tuning in there fantasy sports radio network on the app on uh, iheart radio on TuneIn radio and as always follow us on youtube and instagram sports grid tv so the last thing i'll say about those mac games is they are very much tv shows it, the attendance i'm sure there are loopholes there given that they are uh, playing these games uh, midweek uh, for people to attend but uh, they're very much TV shows, much in the same way, Joe, that they the, some of these bowl games are very lightly attended, but they're ESPN TV shows.
2: Yeah. It's great entertainment. Whatever you see in the first half, double it. You'll get it in the second half. There you go. It's a big piece of cake. <laughs> Moneymakers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> first half. Funders, you know, fans in over. the seats, guys. Fans oh, in the seats. Yeah. Uh, it, ultimately, as you just stated, you know, like the National Football League could play in front of zero fans and still make $4 billion this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Dana White, actually, Dana White uh, once a couple of years ago. It was about five years ago. The UFC, they had a Wednesday night card. It was the strangest thing ever. They had like a Wednesday card. And it started at like 5 o'clock, 4 in the afternoon type thing. In like Roanoke, Virginia <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? know, like, You know, like basically – Small-town, weird card, Wednesday night, not a stock card. And they got about 3,000 people, you know, three 4,000 people in the arena. And, of course, the, you know, the media wanted to pounce. Oh, Lord, you know, we, they failed, they failed, they failed. So, right after it, the press conference. So, Dana, you yeah, know, are you alarmed? You only got 4,000 people, and, you know, you're the UFC. And he actually, one of the few times he was blatantly honest, <laughs> he goes, I could give two craps, whether there's forty thousand, forty thousand, four hundred uh, or 40. He said, uh, I don't know if you guys understand how this works, but FS1 asked us to give them an event at this time. And he basically stated that, you know, this stuff's for TV guys. The amount of people in the seats is all just sort of cosmetics, you know?
0: Getting a lot of action out of out of the MAC. I like it. Giving a lot of a lot of material. We're gonna come back and talk NBA. I we should
1: move on from the MAC. Yeah, yeah. We're
0: gonna talk yeah. NBA <laughs> in the next segment. So uh, Mike, Dave, and Joe, we'll be right back. Talk uh, NBA after this. DailyRoto.com.
13: Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRodo.com Optimizer. Build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. To learn from the game's best DFS players.
4: Join dailyrodo.com.
3: Message and data rates may apply.
4: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out...
5: To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321321. That's Y O U T H to 321321. Join the family at
8: Model Sporting Goods.
5: Visit your nearest models and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals
7: all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your. To earn Modell's cash back, it's a way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 models gift card. When you gotta play more and pay less, you gotta go Listen to Modell's. Listen what Chris said about andro 400.
15: I've lost. Almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm um, steeper up and I'm when I was in my 30s.
7: Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400.
1: This product really worked. I'm an old... There's nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe
14: it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It's changed my life.
4: It really has. It's really incredible.
7: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
0: What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the grid. Thank you uh, for watching the morning after. It's myself, uh, Joe Rainieri, and Gabe Morenzi. Gabe on location in Montreal, getting ready for some shows of this band Homicide. He's getting ready. He's got a lot of prep to do for that, and we got some prep to do uh, with the NBA. So, one thing we didn't get to yesterday, Joe, we was... got news
1: from here too, Mike. What do you got? Sorry, Mike. I was gonna. I we got some news uh, from Montreal. Okay, what's that? Um, Kyrie Arri, Kyrie actually. Right. So uh, one, you know, one of the greatest soccer players ever. You know, he's not in the debate as best player ever, but he is one of the top players. Um, yeah, Arsenal, uh, France. We're talking about a guy that's won at every level, everywhere that he's been. You know, big star, uh, big name, Terry Henry in the soccer world, actually just signed, uh, was just signed by the Montreal Impact of the MLS to be their new head coach. You know, obviously the French connection uh, here uh, in Montreal, and Henri brought it up. Uh, he said, you know, he's always got his eye on on Montreal if he came to the MLS. And, you know, there was talk about him coming as a player years ago when he was older. He's kind of a young He was just coaching at Monaco. Uh, but a very it's a it's a big big move for the impact and a big name, uh, big uh, big time signing uh, by the MLS. But they also lose Abrinovich, who of course uh, played in Los Angeles. And you know I don't know if you guys saw this, but kind of a dickhead move on the way out. Uh, I can get you his quote here. He basically said, uh, "I came, I conquered. you're Welcome." Now going back to watching baseball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in in Los Angeles. I'm thinking you conquered. You didn't win. You guys choked in the playoffs every time. Um, you 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 choked in the playoffs. But uh, uh, you know, big 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 signing. I'm glad to see this uh, for the Montreal Impact. It frustrates me. I'm an Impact fan, and uh, they've underachieved. They have a really rich owner, and Joey Saputo He's like a uh, cheese and dairy and uh, and food, you know, food and beverage um, maven here. And uh, you know he tried to buy the Montreal Canadiens, so he has like NHL type money. He, you know, he's he's the he owns an MLS team, but the the success hasn't been there. So nice, nice signing there.
0: Yeah, when I first I just started,
1: wanted to uh, get that out there. Yeah,
0: that's good. When I first started watching EPL, probably 2001, he was at the top of the food chain. He was the best yeah. goal scorer in the EPL. He was one of the best soccer players in the world. And to your point. Maybe not considered in that, you know, Mount Rushmore with uh, Ronaldo and uh, Messi and a few other names, but an all time tremendous goal scorer. So it's nice to have that personality, obviously, in the MLS. And it's a cool synergy with uh, Montreal, obviously, with him being uh, uh, from France originally. So uh, now, uh, where was I going? Well,
1: it goes to show how far the MLS has gone, too. Yeah, it goes for awesome. the has cup. Like, there's there's credible coaches. There's good players in the league. The league continues to continues to grow. But uh, uh, let's get into uh, the NBA.
0: Yeah. So one thing we didn't talk about yesterday, I don't know if you, Joe or, or Gabe, feel like this is going to have any material impact on the Nets, but they fired their CEO just a, a few months after hiring him, Joe. Uh, it seems like <laughs> while he was brought in to have some sort of major impact to perhaps the business side of things. Joseph Tsai, the new owner, felt like they had to move on. So it it's clear that there was not a fit there on some level. Do you think that it embarrasses or puts the Nets in a bad light or anyway? Or I'm just curious on your take.
2: I, I don't know, but uh, can you tell him to pick up the phone? Uh, Chris Johnson there over in New York and let him explain like when you hire somebody who's crap there's no reason to hold on to him you can fire oh no that's right I'm sorry the Jets are already giving Adam Gase another year but yes it, it would be it's nice to see at least billionaire owners realizing maybe somewhere listen this was a mistake instead of dragging this out why don't we go ahead and cut ties you take another job somewhere else and we'll go ahead it's not a good fit but not every team and franchise does this which is often why franchises are stuck in mediocrity for years and and Gabe it seems like somebody made a mistake here just wasn't a good fit time to move on why cry over it?
1: yeah but Joe this isn't this isn't a basketball move I mean that has nothing to do with basketball operations It's, you know, we're talking about a businessman and a CEO. I mean, this guy had nothing to do with drafting a team. He had nothing to do with signing anybody. So to me, I would be on the
15: alarm, actually. And listen, I I sounded the alarm, Mike, and you know this. I sounded the alarm
1: day one about this. I I was, and you can attest to this, I was the president of the Brooklyn Nets fan club last year. Like, hell, I I helped sell them tickets last year. Nobody talked about that team. Nobody. You know they're getting eight thousand people, and you know they came together as a unit and they play as a team. You know we've been down this road before. They go down a superstar, uh, you know, route. How's that working out for them right now? You know, right? good for you, Kyrie Irving scoring 50 a night, and everyone else is standing around. They don't have the team cohesiveness anymore. Mackinson um, was doing a great job with what he had, uh, but you know with this CEO stuff, I mean. It's not a basketball move, so, you know, what What can we – we're not in their offices, God knows. But what I've noticed about this is the new owner of the Nets, you know, seems to be a um, – you know, this is – he hasn't been there long. You know, put it this way. He hasn't been there long, but he was pretty upset about the China stuff. And, you know, we're talking about a guy that's coming from Alibaba. Now, Alibaba is, like, one of the biggest servers in the world. But put it this way, uh, Mike and Joe, I don't think the new owner of the Nets is uh, very big on uh, team input from others, I would say. (laughs) Mm. You know what I mean? I think he's going to manage this team in a similar way that, you know, the Chinese government is is managed in a sense, his way or or no way. And I think this is just the, the first. Now, you know, like I said, on the basketball court, they only did this move. I mean, the ownership did this move to try to sell tickets your good basketball team, all they needed was a freaking power it. You resigned signed D'Angelo Russell, you had Karis Levert coming back, you had the core uh, makings of a damn good basketball team. All you needed to do was bring in a power forward. Hell, the Knicks brought in six of them. right? You just needed a couple of physical guys up front and you had yourself a team. Instead, bring in Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie's not a bad kid, man. He's not a bad guy. Point. Just, you know, it's it, it, the style of basketball... It's going to be about him, right? And, you know, this, I think it's going to be uh, – I, I just don't think this, this is going to turn out the way a lot of, like, uh, Anthony Puccio and these diehard net fans uh, really had wanted. I think you say, you know, I see him on Twitter, and how come Joe Harris doesn't shoot the freeze anymore? Well, because well, Kyrie's shooting the freeze. Right? <laughs> so, you know, it's, be, be careful you wish for, you might get it. And the last thing about the Nuts, I think the best way to put it in the Nuts, the Nuts were in a long-term relationship. Things were going, you know, a couple stays together. They had some tough times, but, you know, things were finally starting to go well. They both got raises. You know what? We're buying a new house. They bought a new house. Things are going well. You're in a new neighborhood. You made the playoffs. You got yourself a nice new car. And then suddenly, you know, the husband leaves uh, for, for a trophy, uh, you know, a trophy bimbo uh, down down the street. And then everybody ends up alone a year or two later. What's going to happen here? You know, Kyrie Irving doesn't bleed net. You know, he doesn't care about the Nets. Kyrie Irving just wanted money and, you know, he's hated everywhere and figured, wow, this would be a good spot uh, for me. You know, I hate to say it, but Kyrie's about Kyrie. And Kevin Durant, God knows what's in Kevin Durant's head, and he's not even playing right now. But the Nets are a mess. I mean, you know, it's just, it's not to see because they had a good thing going. But, you know, long story short, I think this owner is going to be a pretty meddlesome one. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, certainly putting a stamp on it. Uh, it seems like – I love the guy's answer, though. David yeah. Levy's answer was, said. I wish I
2: could say it's one thing. He said, let's just say that this is not the job I signed up for. <laughs> so yeah.
12: there <it> was obviously <laughs> – <of the> most- <laughs> It wasn't
2: yeah. the job I signed up for. I wish yeah, I could sure. say it was this or that. But it just wasn't what I signed on for. Well, you
1: know, I think what – that. What's that code for? Yeah, the guy I'm working for is a freaking psycho, and He's I'm glad moron. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. He won't leave me alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that probably is exactly what it, what it means. Like, yep. I'm, I'm as happy to be out of here as I was the day that I signed on to be the yep. CEO. We got Brandon Lang coming back after this. He's uh, brandlang.com and Believe Podcast. So We'll talk to him about uh, NFL action tonight on The Grid. We'll be right back.
9: We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago.
0: he's also cast the sharp edge so Brandon first of all uh this is Mike along with Gabe and Joe thanks for joining us today
15: what up boy
0: <laughs> so uh Brandon uh tonight's game Steelers Browns we've been talking through it a little bit it's kind of conflicting information road divisional dogs doing well this year uh 70 percent clip on those but at the same time it seems like there's some sharp money on the Browns. Uh, so, what's your angle on this game to start?
15: Look at the eye test. Look at the eye test of what you see from both teams and both coaches. Um, and sometimes the eye test is where you start your handicapping. And if nothing's obvious to you, then you get into the numbers and start breaking it down. So, Pittsburgh was my best bet on Sunday over the Rams. And I noted in in breaking down that game in my analysis that if you look at Pittsburgh this year and you throw out the Patriot game of the year, they've been in every single game this year. And the reason why they've been in every single game this year is because they do two things very well. They sack the quarterback, and they don't give up sacks. Pittsburgh's number one in the NFL at sacking. They're number four in the NFL with least sacks given up. It means they protect their quarterback, and they get after your quarterback. And, and when you do those two things very well, you're a hard team. You blow out. You just don't get blown out. And to start 0-3 and then to battle back to 5-4, and, and look at their losses. Two-point loss to Seattle. Um, the three-point loss at home to the Ravens. Um, Mason Rudolph, they, they go out to San Francisco and lose by two to the Niners. Um, in game, in game, in game, right there. Um, who do you trust sometimes? So for me, this is the Pittsburgh team six and one spread run uh, was, was last seven, um, and Brown's no cover for their last five. and uh, if you bought the half point with Buffalo, you covered last week. so um, who do you who do you trust? Do you trust Freddie Kitchens, who, like I said, working at the local bowling alley, spraying the rental shoes when they get get handed back in? And if about if a pin gets stuck in the lane, Freddie's gotta go get it. Get <laughs> or or do you trust Mike Tomlin who in the middle of the Rams game? Said, when his defenses, listen, when he's when his defense I don't know if you saw it, but in the Rams game, when his defense is dominating the game and they're complete control, he turned to somebody with a big grin on his face and, and gave him a little wink, like, We got this. Um I think you know what to do. Yeah, Freddie Kitchen should be working in a kitchen uh somewhere. And
1: you know, I, I you know, I, I get that there are angles to this, uh, there's spots to this, but the Cleveland Browns, it even went up to three. I mean, let me repeat uh this right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are fifteen two and one straight up uh the last eighteen times that they played. Uh they're actually seven oh and one um the last um yeah in the in their last times as well. Yeah, you know, it's and, and it's not like Cleveland's playing great football. We could say, well, throw out all the numbers and throw out all the history uh, and the trends of this series, uh, and they're not like Cleveland didn't play well last week. They just, you know, Buffalo sucked and Hodge missed two field goals. You know, Buffalo really should have. Cleveland should have lost another game. Uh, True, Pete told. I've got to go with the eyeball test. We have everything on our side here. We've got history. Uh, we've got a better football team. We've got a hotter football team. And as you know, Brandon said it, you know, eloquently, they don't turn the football over. Meanwhile, you're talking about Baker Mayfield who's tied for the league in the National Football League with interceptions. And the Cleveland Browns lead the league in penalties. It's kind of embarrassing that my those off to these guys. If you're leads the league in interceptions and overall you lead the league in penalties, hard to want to lay three points against a team that they're two and fifteen against uh, in a lot of seventeen, eighteen games.
15: I've got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. 100%. They're with you.
2: What do you make of the total in this, too, in this game? Because it keeps creeping up, and it looks like it's going to be a crappy night, and we're expecting a lot of running. Why do you think the total's going up, uh, Brandon?
15: You know, historically speaking, between these two, they've played overs. Um, five of the last seven have gone over the posted total. Granted, a lot of those were with Big Ben. Big difference um, for me. I think it's a, It's an. I believe both both teams are going to try to establish the run. Listen, Pittsburgh's defense is good, man. People don't realize that. with Mika Fitzpatrick over and the difference he has made, um, I would I would lean towards the under. Um, I'm more of a fan, a big fan of the side in this one with with Pittsburgh plus the points.
0: Brandon, what other games uh, on the Sunday call or Monday uh, are, jump out to you? We have we had some really crooked numbers as we were reviewing them yesterday, starting to get some movement on. But any other game jump out to you as a best bet type of game?
15: Yeah, I listen, I, I get it. I, I, I get the hype with New England. Um, people still think they're a really great football team. Oh. Um, I noted in giving out the Ravens and um, beating New England weeks ago that i said new england may be undefeated but against the schedule they played they should be undefeated i said the alarm bell should have went off that against the schedule they played and the defenses their offense went against they were still ranked only 21st in total offense against that schedule and those defenses you put a you give patrick mahomes that schedule you give an aaron Rodgers the Patriots schedule i assure you those offenses would not be ranked 21st in the NFL. So can they exploit Philadelphia's defense as limited as they are with their receiving core on the offensive side of the football? I don't think so. They shouldn't be laying three and a half in this game. Uh, Give me Philadelphia plus the points at home. All day long, Philly matches up very well with with the ability, uh, with the RPO, to to exploit uh, New England's defense. And, oh, they got the number one defense in the NFL. Well, look at the schedule they played. They should have the number one defense in the NFL against those garbage teams until they face the Ravens, who put up 37 on them. Hello? Give me Philly plus the points.
2: What about Fitzmagic there, Brandon? Talk to me, man. Can he make it five in a row, six in a row? Can Can they keep doing this in Miami, keep covering?
15: Yes, they can. Flores has got oh. this defense playing well. You should. They went into Pittsburgh and we up 13-0 in that game and looked like a looked like the, the they were uh, the team with four or five wins in a row. This team's legit with Fitzpatrick. Winners go with streaks, losers go against them. Keep riding the Dolphins to beat the Bills outright, oh. and uh, things are getting a little tight there in Buffalo. Give me Miami plus the point. They are. I'm a Buffalo
1: Bills fan. I'm not going to lie. I am concerned. Um, This is a very tough football game. And I'll tell you what, this goes back. If you remember this, Joe, if you're you're being a Jets fan, and Mike Blewett remembers all this stuff, remember the Jets and the Bills played together in the playoff? You know, the Jets could have made the playoffs. Ryan Fitzpatrick imploded. You know, he threw a bunch of interceptions in a football game, and they lost. The Buffalo Bills have sort of terrorized Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, over the years since he's been there and since Patrick wants to get them and it just always sort of backfires I've always been concerned that he's got that one last sort of one last win uh, against the Bills uh, left in his career I hope it doesn't come this week but I like what Brandon stated man you can't get in front of this team they're 5-0 against the spread right now you could argue the Miami Dolphins are the best team in the NFL we don't talk about real standings you me brandon joe mike we're not getting a playoff bonus if the pittsburgh steelers make the playoffs you know or the bills i love the bills they make the playoffs i don't get a playoff bonus Uh, so all we can really do is judge the ats standings and right now the miami dolphins are the best team in the nfl covering five in a row and here's another game guys uh, that I'm going to take, and people already scoffed at me yesterday when I threw it out there, and good, fine. I don't mind being scoffed at. I look forward to your take on this one, Brandon. The Arizona Cardinals are another team. Seven and three against the spread. All they do is cover every damn game. Uh, and, you know, they're actually getting a little bit better. They lost. There's a learning curve uh, for them, but the offense is starting to get better right now. Um, you know, they got David Johnson back. They're, they're as healthy as they've been. Uh, all year on offense, Kyler Murray and Kingsbury getting comfortable. Last week they started to stretch the field a little bit. I know it was against Tampa, but people just sort of have this assumption that, ooh, San Francisco's going to be mad and they're going to bounce back. Well, um, why Why? Arizona eight and one against the, yeah, what? Nine and zero against the spread now. The last nine games, they've beaten them eight out of the last nine times. They they just played them tough. Give me the double digit points with Arizona and now San Francisco. I don't think San Francisco started losing every week or anything, but I think they they've been brought back to reality. The little old paradise is over right now. They might win. They're not winning by two touchdowns in this football game. Give me the Arizona Cardinals plus that boatload of points, guys.
15: You know, that's that's you know, to be undefeated like they were and then to have that bubble burst and now they gotta turn around and get up for an Arizona team. That's like, you know, that's like, going on a date. That's like going out on a date with a porn star, and you date her for six months, and she breaks up with you. Now you got to go date a normal girl. You just can't get up for it, boys. There's just no way you can do it. It's just a dud. It's just there's no there's no excitement there. Or turns you out, turns you into a freak, and now you got to go out with a normal girl who wants to go see Titanic. It's just not happening, boys. It's
1: just yeah, happening. and meanwhile, two weeks ago, Arizona's pissed. Yeah, Arizona's like, you know what? We lost these guys two
15: weeks ago. Yep. They've owned the series. Um, I went to the Ravens game, saw the Ravens live in person, stood on the sideline, uh, Patriots sideline, five yards away from Belichick. And I'm going to tell you something. Arizona went into Baltimore and probably should have won the game outright. Three trips inside the five-yard line, still covered, um, losing losing by, I think, three um, for me. This is a San Francisco team that I've said all along, using Seattle Monday night as my biggest Monday night play of the year. I said San Francisco's overrated. Garoppolo's overrated. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. And we saw Monday night that he really isn't. Give me Arizona post the points.
0: Good stuff. It's Brandon Lang. You can find him at BrandonLang.com. And on the Believe Podcast, the Sharp Edge. Good stuff, Brandon. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Good luck this weekend.
15: Got it, guys. Be good.
0: All right, so Gabe and uh, Joe and I will be back. We'll talk some more about the NFL lines uh, that are upcoming. We need to talk more NBA. We got Joe Pisapia next, I believe, on the show. So we'll be right back after this.
3: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
10: lose weight now go to fat 100.com lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat 100.com In the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to, go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20 or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com.
2: All right, guys, time to dunk. That is right, dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. You can compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It's the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's right, DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash don't get your 10% off today. And remember, DailyRoto.com,
0: it's where millionaires are made. Colin Drew's on fire. I, I was watching the interview that you had with him on Monday. Uh, I believe, was it Monday? Yeah, because he hit the Sunday showdown. I was listening, I was watching that interview yesterday. We're going to have Joe PCP on here in a couple of minutes, by the way. Um, really amazing. He's hit three huge pots on the showdown so dailyroda.com, where millionaires are made it's for real i think we've made eight millionaires and colin drew is knocking off hundred thousand dollar showdowns like it's <laughs> taking candy from a baby it's really a man so, uh there's so many different lineups that you could go through and for him to keep hitting those on the showdown uh is really incredible so we'll have joe on we'll talk a little bit of dfs uh, as well, just to come in on uh, off of the heels. The board. showdowns. Go, go ahead, Gabe.
1: The showdowns are the frustrating ones because, you know, on the millionaire maker, you know, there's there's a lot of there's
0: a lot of I Know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm I'm already agreeing with you. From.
1: Yeah. So when it gets to the showdown, it's so obvious when you look at the lineups after. Yeah. Like it's not like he's reinventing the wheel. You know, he's got both quarterbacks. Star why like the other night. You know, it's like I already have Amari Cooper, yeah, that's that, okay. And you know, it's like, right. it's like Man, I had that, I had that and right. it's just it's just one player, Mike. It's that one player all the time. And the other one, the key is the captain. The captain. That is it? And we joke about it often, all right, who's gonna who's the captain gonna be? But if you get the captain and you can pick that one guy, that one guy that's you know, can give you the 12 points, 14 points for the minimum price. You can get there, but uh, I don't know. I can't get there. I've tried. Yeah. And but you know, honestly, I've never played 150 lineups before.
0: No, I haven't but, know, I, like, for I, me, I, I the most ever I've play ever that.
1: played. You know. Yeah. Like so, like the most I've ever played guys on a Sunday, like 15, 20. Yeah. You know, I've I've done like you know, I've had like you know, 50 head-to-heads and stuff like that. But I'm talking about. I've never played like oh, I don't know how to keep track of it. Like I wouldn't, I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. It's sort of like betting. We have to understand he puts money into this as well, right? Yeah. So you know he's winning 100k. you know, he, he's throws grand, day, he throws about two grand. He
0: throws about right? two so, grand down on during the show during the showdown slate. He'll he'll put about two grand down.
1: Yeah, so that's just the showdown slate. So what did he play earlier in the day too?
0: Good question. I don't right? know. Right. So
1: you know it's not like he's winning lotteries every night. He's investing in this. And it's a lot – I really look at DFS because a lot of people out there, you can't win. It's only certain cases. You can win. You need to know your niche. Are you a head-to-head guy? Do you just double – look, listen, we go through so much trouble trying to double our money betting, and we pat ourselves on the back for it. I don't want to say it's easy to do with DFS, but if you can't double your money playing DFS, you shouldn't have an account of FanDuel or DraftKings. You should probably log out. Like, the 50-50s, guys – you know, if you can't come in the top 50, you know, percentile, then you shouldn't actually. And it's funny guys, because I don't know if you can attest to this, Mike, but in the betting world, it's great. It's like, all right, look, I doubled my money today. I played BFS and I joined these contests, Mike. And at the end of the day, I'm like, can I put 20 and I got 40 back and I'm mad. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, you know what? The actual return's not bad. I doubled my money. Yeah. I saw Pat Mayo make real money doing this. He He looked at the long-term. And he would just play the double ups. He would play double ups every day, every day double ups. And the guy would double his money, man, like you know, five out of seven days a week type of thing. And at the end of the month, it adds up, guys. But it's tough because when you, it's like sort of like playing a lottery ticket and winning four. You know, you play a two-dollar lottery ticket, and yeah, you won. You won four dollars. Well, you you don't get a thrill out of that, but you actually doubled your money right and and you know go go to wall street and ask if doubling your money is a good thing and yeah, the night. I think they'll say yes yeah, you yeah. know so they, they would there's laugh different too. ways of approaching this so
0: yeah i i would only caution that you absolutely can do that i think you need to learn how to play so don't invest a ton early learn how to play you can lose for a few months and then build up to a point use uh, sites like daily Ro- certainly use daily in order to help you with that and it's a good transition into my co-host on dfs today on sunday mornings at piece of ps17 on twitter what's going on joe how are you doing bud mike look at this of time between right. the two of us how That's nice we yeah. get to
12: spend a little extra time a week boy did you lose a bet
0: <laughs> sort of sort of <laughs> yeah uh you know i i get to i'm uh Sort of the traffic cop for uh, international, the international show that is the morning after right now. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into it with uh, DFS in particular. Uh, early sort of er, er, early look at the main slate. Who stands out to you? Let's just say the running back position right now.
12: Well, look, it's it's chalky, but it's hard not to love Dalvin Cook in the scenario he's got this week. And I was actually listening to a fair amount of you guys were just having and. To that note, I know it's something we kind of touched on a little bit on Sunday, and kind of to piggyback what Gabe was saying, too, you should be able to double up your money. There is that allure of always, oh, I didn't win the big one, or also making these lineups they are like, well, I've got to be so different than everybody else. Uh, we talked about that thing TJ Hernandez put out about um, those guys that you know every week, this is what the million-dollar lineup looks like in terms of price and position at running back one, running back two. And it looks just like a cash game lineup. It's funny. And it's all about maximizing your ability to get the most out of each spot on your roster and understanding that that's really what matters, which is kind of what I do in RPV and the Black Book. But uh, in terms of running back this week, too, it's hard not to like Josh Jacobs. Obviously, Hill was going to be very chalky as well, with good reason. I know CMC is incredibly tempting this week. It's very difficult to get it done uh, just because the price, especially on DK, is so high in terms of what you got to spend at running back. But I think if you do use guys like Hill, you can get it done. It's not a sense of what's left over. But I think this week, I think they're a really soft middle, too, because there's a couple guys in that 7K range on both sides in Leonard Fournette, who I think coming off the bye has a really good opportunity here with Foles back. And Le'Veon Bell, who, look, it's not sexy. It's not what he used to be with the Steelers. But in terms of is he returning points, the answer is yeah. And if you throw a touchdown on those days, he's a three-times guy. So, to me, I think there's a really nice high end there with guys like Cook. I think finally you've seen Jacobs kind of moved up in price. And now you're also getting this really nice little niche in that 7K market of guys like Fournette, guys like Mac, and guys like Le'Veon Bell. But for me, it's Bell this week, especially against Washington, where I just worry whether or not they can be the chance at all. And I think Darn have a lot more opportunity.
0: Joe?
12: Or yeah, Gay? I'm Gay. here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, Joe Rainieri.
0: There. there he is. There you
2: go. Uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 trying to look across at these boards, and and obviously there's there's either really low end or 50 plus as far as the total points in these games go. Joe, is there a game somewhere in the middle that you think the uh, the value lies with a couple of players?
12: Um, Yeah, I think that you can find that. You know, though some of those games are traps, like, you know, you're looking at, well, is is Tampa, New Orleans really going to be that good, (laughs) considering Breeze on the road is not. I know everyone wants to play the narrative that they lost last week and they're going to come out like gangbusters. I think this week, the way it stretches out, though, it's hard to look and say there's two teams that can do enough on either side. The only game that pops to me with that potential is is if the Eagles get desperate and really start to throw the ball downfield and make some aggressive moves. But really, these look like a lot of one-sided games. The one that's now changing is whether or not Stafford plays. If Stafford plays, I think the Lions-Cowboys is going to be a higher total than you realize. still like the Cowboys in this game. But that's the one that I think can go up there because the Lions can't run the football. And in terms of what the Cowboys can do, we know they can put up points, and we know that the Lions don't play defense. So that one, to me cowboys lions really matches up potentially like a really good high total dfs wise for both offenses and if not if for some reason stafford doesn't play then i think you can look at that cowboys defense who i think is going to bounce back and it's been a better fantasy defense that people realize
1: you know game guys that i think um a team that i like and, and joe just stated will cincinnati be able to put enough points up on the board to turn it into a track meet, I don't know, but I still it doesn't still mean that I don't think that the Raiders can can have a very productive offensive uh, afternoon. But I know we only have a couple minutes left, so let's jump into tonight. We were talking about uh the um, the captains, but so at least from a trap king's uh, perspective and how do we approach this tonight. I'm, I'm running the optimizer right now and uh, I tell you what, uh, Pizza I'm blinded by by the orange. <laughs> like there's it's like Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Austin Siebert, and almost every lineup is just stacked uh, with Cleveland Browns uh, tonight. Do you feel the same way? And we were just talking about the importance of the King or the Captain, the Crown, however you want to term it, um, in which uh, you get one and a half times um, in this format. So for people that are aware, you got to pick one. You pick one player, guys, and. You know, you you get one and a half times uh, the points uh, that he puts up. So it's critical that you get the captain pick right. What are you doing with the captain uh, tonight, uh,
12: Josh? Well, you know, here's one of these spots where we've talked a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense recently. Mike Blewett can tell you. I would not shut up about them on Sunday morning show. And it turned out that was a pretty good look there. And the Steelers D's played very well, but that doesn't mean that you can't get fantasy points out of Baker Mayfield being reckless and trying to do things with the football. So there's going to be some fantasy points and whether or not it equates to a Browns win, we can all like the Steelers in this game, but from a fantasy perspective, it's hard to get excited about Mason Rudolph leading an offense. Connor will be decent enough. He's healthy enough to play, but we all know that can change at the drop of a pin. And uh, in terms of, uh, we're looking at Baker Mayfield and who's the captain here with his Browns. I'm hard pressed not to go the chalky route with Chubb just because he touches the football more than anybody. If I had to pick a wide receiver, it would be Landry because you look at the game log recently. Landry's been that guy. If I am the Steelers, I am going to try to take make Fitzpatrick help out shut Odell down, make Baker Mayfield kind of be consistent, beat me over the middle. And I think we'll see if he could do that. Now, Kareem hunt helps that effect a little bit now that he's involved in the passing game as well. But I don't think it's going to crush Nick Chubb's value. He still caught the ball a few times last week as well, last time I checked. So Chubb would be that guy for me and that captain. And it's not surprising because you can't count on anything on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, let alone any of those wide receivers. It was Deontay Johnson for a couple weeks. Then all of a sudden it turns in James Washington out of nowhere for a couple of weeks. So I don't know what to think. I guess you play the hot hand with Washington. But there's not a lot to like here on the Pittsburgh Steelers' side, yet I still feel like they're going to win this football game.
0: Yeah, how about uh, lastly, uh, Odell for tonight? You, you like Odell's outlook either for tonight or moving forward. He saw 12 targets the other day, five catches for 57 yards. So they are, they've are. they been vocal about trying to force the ball to him. So you think that continues to happen. It's a tough uh, secondary to go up against tonight, or a tough defense at least to go up against tonight.
12: It is, and considering how Minka Fitzpatrick's played, I don't think tonight it's a good idea going forward. Odell, you keep rolling him out there, but I don't think your expectations can be very high for him tonight. I prefer Landry in the full point PPR. Uh, you know, Odell always has that ability, to play, and I understand they're forcing the ball to him time and time again, but it's just not coming to fruition. So how many times do we have to bang our head against the wall before we realize we're crazy here and realize, look, right now this defense, this offense, excuse me, is about Nick Chubb. And it's about making sure that you get him the One football. Touchdown out sure that, yeah, I mean, mm. it's it's crazy right now with Odell. And and look, it, that big game can always happen. That's the kind of talent he is, which is why you never take him out of a lineup. But in terms of GFS, it's a tough sell for price and investment. I know the price has come down. We will, We took a shot a couple weeks ago with the right matchup, and it didn't work, Mike, then. And I don't think it's going to work now.
0: Good stuff, Joe. I'll talk to you on Sunday. You can find him every day here on Fantasy Sports Day with Craig Mish. And he'll find it. You'll find it with me. Uh, DFS today, Sunday mornings, 8 to 9 Eastern. So, Joe, I'll talk to you again soon. See you on Sunday, bud. All right. So, good luck tonight. Joe, myself, and Gabe will be back after the break. On the grid, keep it locked here on Zumo Channel 719 on Stir on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Be right back. That's 800-847-1183. One game we didn't get to, it's a high-profile game in the NBA last night, Gabe, was the Rockets, uh, 102-93 over the Kawhi Leonard-led Clippers. He played almost 41 minutes last night, too. Um, There was a lot of chatter about Patrick Peverly from Russell Westbrook after the game, saying he didn't do anything, he didn't stop James Harden from dropping 47, 48 points? 47. 47 seven points so um but the reality is when beverly was on harden he was over from the field so russell westbrook sort of intimating that beverly got torch when but when he was straight up on harden he, he actually defended him pretty well what are your thoughts on that game in general i
1: thought yeah, it was I hilarious think, um Kawhi leonard is uh fine
2: yeah, no, I do. Oh, I, 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 Gabe, I was shocked Kawhi played to tell you the truth, because they got the game in New Orleans. I thought for sure he was going to sit that one out.
1: No, you know what? Is he is he is he playing tonight? That's the thing. Yeah. They'll pick the, the bigger big- and the more the tough the tougher game, right? The more important game, or you know, a conference game, so to speak. Listen, they came out on fire last night, uh, Houston. They were hitting threes uh, early. They got out to a 31-16 lead. And if you know, if you look at the rest of the game, you know, second quarter, Clippers 22-18. Third quarter, Clippers 31-25. Uh, fourth quarter, uh, Rockets win 28-25. The difference was that first quarter. And right now, without Paul George, the you know, the Clippers they don't have the offensive firepower to 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 come back when they're down. You know, and you know they're it's it's a work in progress right now for the Clippers. I was surprised that Houston won. Uh, as easily as they did, yet you stated, guys, it was a weird game. I mean, Houston put up 31 in the first quarter, and then it got real choppy uh, from there on out, and you know, 102.93 for a game, guys. I mean, God, they didn't even break 200 freaking points. Yeah. Um, so, you will know, show you what kind of weird game it was, but, you know, it's, it's a lesson learned for me, actually, is I liked the Clippers last night in this spot, and you know, it's not the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers, you know, aren't the Toronto Raptors. They don't have that inherent, uh, you know, defense, defense in their DNA. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a work in progress for these guys.
11: A new program that hopes to enforce federal firearms laws and reduce gun violence. USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has more.
6: Attorney General Bill Barr is launching a new anti-gun violence initiative. The project is called Project Guardian, and it will be a revamped version of Project Trigger
5: Lot. The idea is to use our existing gun laws to incapacitate the most dangerous uh, violent offenders. We are going to apply it with special vigor where gun violence is the highest.
6: For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Don't
11: forget, you can listen to the news anytime by logging on to usaradio.com.
10: Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207.
13: You find out the morning after. Let's do this thing.
0: Great. We got to talk about the Knicks now. What are they talking about? What bond? Joe Ranieri. What is there? What bond is there amongst the coach and the general manager? Are, is he? You think he's not playing players that they want him to you play? You
1: know the bond, like this, is the type of thing.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Gabe.
1: Yeah, no, this is the type of thing like bond broken would have to be for me to find out. You took R. J. Barrett to a crack house. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, kids come to our attention. You took R. J. Barrett to a crack house at 4 a.m. and uh, you guys smoked crack all night. And um, and I understand uh, you were you were selling you know <laughs> you were selling uh, Nick uh, Nick memorabilia on the black market like. Like, like I said, like a, what what is a bond being broken? I I don't know. Listen, Fisdale, it seemed to me that they told Fisdale last year, don't worry about winning, just coach these guys. Your job is safe. You know, and, and clearly that was the case. So they come into this year. I think the Knicks, Mike and Joe, were under some sort of some sort of weird belief, just it's like George Costanza is not alive, you believe it, that they were gonna <laughs> compete and that they thought by signing six power forwards that somehow, you know, that it would would push them over the top. And they don't have a point guard. That's not David Fisdale. Like, really, if you look at the Knicks fundamentally, guys, their problem really isn't the coach. Now, listen, his rotation is whacked out, and he does do some strange things. And I understand him frustrating. You know, like, Mitchell Robinson coming off the bench was stupid. That's just like, I I can't justify all the moves uh, that that Fisdale makes. Yet, at the same point in time, Fisdale doesn't draft the players. He doesn't put this roster together. They don't have a point guard. You can't win without a point guard in the NBA. And somebody brought it up. I don't know if it was Paul or you, Mike, somebody. My apologies to whoever, but somebody said, why don't I just tank again? Like, how hard is this? You've got R.J. Barrett. Now, roll over again. Just play it out. Not tank, but just play it out. Don't complain. You're not getting You don't even want Kevin Durant. The guy can't walk. You want Kyrie Irving? Why? Right? Just you know, roll it out, get another stud player, pair him with R.J. Barrett. This stuff
0: isn't rocket science. Joe and I said the exact same thing yesterday. I just don't know why it's a, an issue for them to keep playing it out and end up winning 25 games instead of 30. They think that they were going to win 35 or 40 games. Is yeah, exactly. Let's come back talk about it after this.
13: What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleans. I weighed
1: 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andrew 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old.
7: Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400.
1: Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, I'm just gonna try it. My pants like falling off. It really works. I bought Zeus last year for my new job,
9: and they're falling off of me. It's insane.
7: Guys, if you want to lose belly fat energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
6: Fantasy Sports Today. Is there a better way than the coin flip at this point? Yeah,
12: they had a coin. It was a commemorative coin for the game. And one side was one team, and the other side was another team. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, this is the simplest concept in the world. You come out to the middle of the field. It's a 50-50 shot. Last time I checked, if anything, he flips the thing up in the air. And whatever team lands first, that's what it is. Then, after the game, you could take that coin and auction it off for charity after every game.
13: Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the FTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. (laughs)
0: We are back. Morning after, Gabe in Montreal, Joe, Florida, me here in New York. Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. Thank you for joining us on the morning after, hour number three. Had a whole bunch of guests today. Joe B. Brandon Lang, Willie Colon, good stuff. So, uh, we were talking about the Knicks. We've sort of taken it through uh, to this, but I want to just sort of put a bow on that discussion. Gabe, you were talking about, bond and whatever magical bond it is that they had it seems to be broken um, and I was saying right before the break I don't really understand if the plan and Joe mentioned this yesterday the plan shouldn't have been to I mean it's always to win as many games as possible but the way in which the Sixers tanked where it's like we're strip the team of as much talent as possible build it back up with draft picks worked I don't know that it's going to deliver a championship but objectively it's worked the Knicks really yeah and the Knicks really based on the fact that they Look can't Indiana attract Hoss. free agents they got Trey Young they last year. yeah
1: they got Trey Young last year they already had John Collins so you know let's say Mitchell Robinson your John Collins so you you know you get R.J. Barrett this year boom they add in a DeAndre Hunter and a Cam Radish you know it only takes two or three years if you draft properly and that that's another question but the thing is, if you're the Knicks, and as you stated, so what was the expectation for the Knicks? Did the Knicks, did the Knicks brass really think? And I was more more pro Nick. Me and Joe were more pro Nick than a lot of people coming into the year. But did the Knicks brass really think they were winning 41 games, 42 games, and making the playoffs? You know, generally make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. You got to be about 500. You might get in every in a bad year. You know, uh, a game below whatever, but you know, generally 500. You know, the, the 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 season win total was 26 and a half. <laughs> like, And we talked about, yeah, the Knicks can win 26 and a half. When it got up to 29 and a half, we got a little bit, uh, let's get a little high. So like the expectation coming in here was this is a 25 or 30 win basketball team. So I don't know why the brass thought any differently. And then that's on them, right? Like if, if you are, if you are misjudging your own property or your own value of any business that you have, that's not, on that's, that's on you. That's on management more so than than on the employees, right? I mean, David Fisdale is dealing with what he has. Like I said, he's not perfect, but what I understand about the Knicks is, and I was there, and there's some goodwill there right now. Considering as bad as things have been for as long as it's been, Mike, there's some goodwill in that arena. You know, people are wearing R.J. Bear jerseys. When they came back and beat the Bulls, people were happy. Oh, you know what? I heard people, man, in a year or two, man, R.J. is going to be a beast, and, they're, you know, they grow, but – they're not going to grow if they just keep on signing vets for the sake of it because they have the money to spend. Yeah. And they, they actually have the leeway where they sell out every game anyways, right? right. The screen reader is not empty, right? And and, and as far as it's been, there's not like a sheer hatred or a full-out anger. There almost will be. Like, you know, just don't screw this up, yeah. you know? and, and hey, not, you only know, here, not, right
0: not only oh, is it my, not empty, uh, not only is it not empty, it's never empty. Said. It's never empty. It's packed yes. all the time. So, here's the reason. I think I think you, I think you hit on a major point. That it's a ahead. process. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, as you said, I think I think Knicks fans are, I think Knicks basketball fans, I think basketball, the the sports fans in New York are very basketball savvy, right? They understand. You know, no no one thinks the Knicks like. You know, I, I didn't hear one Knicks fan say, "Oh, we got R.J. Barrett. Oh yeah, we're going to the, we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals now." No, it's step one. Let's call it step one and a half, because I like Mitchell Robinson. You know, Knox Knox. is okay, but let's, you know, let's call legitimate players here. You have step one with RJ Barrett. All right. You develop him. Don't like turn it into a circus. So he just wants to get the hell out uh, after and end up with the Toronto Raptors in his hometown. Um, You know, develop around him. Uh, Don't circus. Maybe he likes Fisdale and now you're screwing with him. Like, don't, don't complicate things, and you know, just get out of the way. But you know, it's the New York Knicks, so that's I, not going to happen. It yeah. seems like it's, it's a it's a New York thing as a whole with every team,
0: yeah.
1: Yankees and Islanders.
0: I was listening to Bob Wischusen, who is a uh, the Jets play by play guy and a really good play by play guy uh, overall. Works for ESPN. He was on air yesterday, and he was talking about the parallels between the Jets, the Giants, and the Knicks overall, and how the mismanagement. Is really from the top down. Gabe had a point which I often make in relation to football, but it lost uh, every report. If you do not have integrity about the evaluation of your team and your roster, you are going nowhere. You will mismanage it every time. The Patriots, you can, you can point to a million things that they do right. The one thing that they do better than everybody, well, it's really two things. They coach to the players that they have. But B, they know who fits and who doesn't and who needs to go. And th- there's a lot of teams that mismanage themselves horribly by just not being honest about what your team is and should be.
2: Uh, you know, they didn't have to sign Randall, Portis, Gibson, not when they already had Robinson and Knox. You know, you, they certainly didn't need Marcus Morris. Like but now you. Sign Yeah, but it's not like you had a group of guys that you needed to develop. You needed a group of guys you needed to develop. Yeah, but you convoluted the whole message now and the whole roster. The whole roster, like what is he supposed to – who is he supposed to develop? How is he supposed to develop them? It's like, uh, what are you doing? Are you there to develop players around RJ or are you – just signing guys because everyone else said no and now I don't know who to play, when to play – and it's never going to be good enough because we're always going to be in the bottom third of the league in just about everything anyway. So I don't know what the message was.
0: Yeah, they signed a bunch of veteran forwards and spent well, they're, money they're, that they didn't delusional. need to spend. Right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This goes back exactly. to this goes back to if you own a restaurant and your food is really bad and nobody's going to the restaurant, and you keep on firing the you know the you keep on firing the, the, the cashier. You know, it's not the cashier's fault, yeah. right? Major it's it's the actual team that they have. You know, and this, this is a problem where the Knicks, you know, they're sort of like politicians because you know damn well deep down inside, they know we're not winning this year, right? You know, they know that. Yet they put on that face. We expect to compete for a playoff spot this year. Well, really? Because your fans don't even think you're going to compete for a playoff spot this year. So you're really now going to put this pressure on the coach, uh, that you're not you're not winning enough. Now listen, I think it has been an embarrassing start to the season. They should be winning a
9: little bit Offense more. Offense terrible.
1: Um, I think, yeah, I think also what a problem could be with Fisdale, Let's call it out for what it is. You know, we could argue there has been a lack of development. You know, but is it his fault Knox isn't better, or did you guys draft the wrong player? You know, and you know Draymond Green said it best actually. And, and, and you know Draymond says a lot of things, but You know, Draymond um, Draymond is bang on on this when he talked about the organizations don't take the blame enough. When a when a player fails, when a lottery pick fails, oh the lottery pick sucks. He's a failure, he's a bust. You know, no, you know, if I get if if the New York Knicks or the Chicago Bulls want to draft me in a lottery, am I gonna say no? And then after and I and I fail, am I a bust? Or am I a lucky son of a bitch that got drafted in a lottery when I never should have? Right? Like, who's the bust? Is it the player that's the bust? Or is it the GM that thought it'd be a good idea to take this guy that high? And I think Tremont is bang on on this. And like I said, like the Knicks issues, it's not David Fisdale. I mean, yeah. They I think a, savvy you know, they fans. record? Could they have one game or two here?
0: I think savvy fans understand that organizations are broken. Look, we're talking about it now openly. We could pick three different New York teams that are, are broken in a variety of different ways. What I think Draymond is bang on about, he is bang on in general, but specifically what we do see is the spin machine. And we see teams actively throwing players under the bus for not being a hustle guy or either plays outside of the system. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have drafted him into the system and assumed that he would change into the player that you needed him to be instead of drafting the player that fits into your system from the beginning. You know what I mean? This happens in a variety of different sports. I'm glad you brought up
1: hustle. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad you you brought up hustle. Only because, so, Vernon Hargraves basically is called out after by Bruce Arians. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not seeing, you know, full effort from this guy out there. He goes, yeah, 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 he's right. Guy ends up on a better team that has a Super Bowl chance right now. (laughs) Yes.
0: It's the LeGarrette Blunt model. It's the LeGarrette Blunt model to success. (laughs) Just screw up so much that they cut you and you end up on the Patriots or the Texans that are going to win the division. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk more after this.
6: Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words
2: All right, so who wants to risk free wagers of up to $1,000? If that's you, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid, open up that pointsbet sports wagering account, enter the promo code grid, get yourself two risk free bets of up to $1,000. Keep in mind, in addition to traditional betting, points bets offers their own concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. So, for example, if you're going to play tonight's NFL game, you're going to take the Browns, lay in three, they beat the Steelers by five, then you receive five times your stake. It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. The promo code is grid. Get your two risk free bets of up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 GAMBLER 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details.
0: Stuff, Joe. So uh, I wanted to get Greg Sussman on here to congratulate him. He was a recently married man, Greg Sussman. He's back in the building. So uh, congratulations to Greg on his recent nuptials. But we'll see if we can get him on. So a little college hoops we didn't talk about it uh much today but a little college hoops from last night Villanova got murdered last night that game was 40 to 13 uh 76 51 final but it was 40 to 13 at one point uh, I think late in the first half Joe
2: well, Jay Wright's going in the opposite of what he's always done <laughs> instead of having you know fourth and fifth year seniors going on there he's got you know three or four freshmen starting and one sophomore so it's going to take him a little while but he's got a boatload of talent on that team they'll be just fine they walked into a better constructed uh more experienced ohio state team at home that just boat raced them
0: yeah uh vcu pulling the upset last night against number 23 uh ranked lsu uh so great all the success on the football field does not carry over to the hoop score i'm happy for vcu uh I'm friends with the athletic director gabe i know you like to bust my chops about the favoritism that i that i have in certain sports and people i know well I Happen to know the athletic director at VCU, so I'm happy for uh, the I'm happy for the VCU Rams. Nice upset, oh, especially with their old coach. High you know, they're old,
2: uh, their old their old coaches big. now LSU. You sat so.
0: courtside at the Knicks game. and I didn't give you a bit of grief. I, I'm not a high roller because I happen to know somebody that well, works admit, at VCU. I
1: admit I'm a high roller. You you deny it. I'm in denial.
0: I <laughs> I'm in denial.
1: <laughs> I embrace it, exactly. So I'll tell you though, former VCU coach, Shaka Smart, um Shaka Smart uh, under a lot of pressure actually, uh, this year. If you look at uh, you look you look at him and, and the success that he had at VCU, hasn't carried over uh, with the Texas Longhorns and he's made he's made quite a lot of money actually. And you look at the VCU Logan, just sort of hummed along. But I just want to state these games you know, they don't they have a preseason in college basketball because they do you know they, they play univ- they'll play international teams or they'll play you know they'll come to Canada and they'll play you know uh, Canadian universities yet they really sort of just play freshmen and you know they really take it as exhibition games and then suddenly you know played for real and this is how you can have a team like Evansville win' 25 and a half point favorite uh, the other night but like Joe stated, no one remembers any of these games, man, um, come March. It just sort of puts a perspective how long this college basketball season really is. I mean, think, they play the national title on the first Monday of April. Baseball will be back. Like there'll be baseball games being played before we cut the nets down. So it's uh, sort of sort of a reminder for betters out there that it really, really is a marathon, not a sprint and and remember that. And you know, coaches are looking at the big picture.
0: Yeah, to your point, a lot of guys do get minutes in these uh, early season games uh, that completely fade away to zeros and DNP's when the conference schedule rolls around. So um, some of these games are nice to have. And also, Mike. Yeah.
1: And like Calipari, Cali Perry's never going to say it publicly, but he could be happy they lost. Yeah, we talked you about know, it yesterday. We you know we see this thing often. It's cliche, Joe. But going into the NCAA tournament, you know, when a team is hot and you know a team gets bounced in a conference tournament, sometimes coaches are happy. They're like, good. You know, this, the kids aren't as good as they thought they were. Now we can get back to work. You know, the egos were getting out of control. And and even now, if you're Kentucky, it's it's a lesson. All right, guys, listen. If we don't do this and we don't prepare well, you know, we're gonna get killed in the SEC. We just lost to Evansville. We have to do better. Like. You know, I, I, I use fighting as an analogy a lot, but a lot of times, you know, it, it sounds crazy, but a fighter has told me before, you don't get better by winning. You know, you don't get better by winning in a fight game, basically. But, you know, there's fighters that are 7-0, and and then are 8-0, then are 9-0. and They're not learning anything, right? Like, they're just, they're winning. And, you know, fighters that lose, you know, you sort of have to understand, you know, you, you sort of have to have that fear. I used the analogy the other day. In, in that Batman movie, when he's trying to jump out of the, the cave there, he has to do it. No rope. <laughs> so there's, there's the utter fear, the utter fear of death. And I think early losses can sort of bring a team together actually and, uh, and be good in the long run to be true. Be told.
0: There's a ton of college uh, basketball action on tonight. One game, that sticks out Vanderbilt, uh, Richmond, uh, Vandy's a six and a half point uh, dog on the road at Richmond. So uh a lot of action there a lot of action on the nba a bunch of action on the nba hoops court tonight obviously we're going to be really focused on the nfl game tonight but it's important to note that you know it's not just about uh the nfl game tonight uh we have the heat playing at cleveland we have the bulls bucks game uh mavericks uh here uh here at MSG.
1: It's about the NFL, Mike.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, I'm trying. I'm trying, though. I'm trying to make it as well rounded as possible. We're going to no, spend the no, whole look, final I love, segment. I love basketball as
1: much as anybody, but.
0: Yeah, we're going to spend the whole final segment talking cool, about the game
1: tonight. game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We did, we did you know the Mac is on tonight, Mike? Uh, I you know what? Well,
1: you know <laughs> <So much laughs> so we were talking earlier.
0: So much Macs, so much Macs over the last three years. We
1: were talking earlier with Pierce Apia about, uh, about the game uh, tonight, talking with Odell Beckham. Uh, listen, Odell only has one touchdown on the year. Yeah. And it's amazing that that's where we're at. we're at right now with him. One freaking touchdown on the year, man. And that touchdown was basically just on a slant. Uh, it was against the Jets on Monday Night Football. So his only touchdown, ironically enough, at Life Stadium at the medal. <laughs> so I was out for irony. Uh, but without being stated, his, his reception prop tonight is four and a half. Right. And the yards prop is kind of low as well. I want to confirm, it's fifty-four and a half. But you know, for four and a half. And if you look at if you look at Beckham, he's he's got over this number in four straight games. The touchdowns aren't there, but they are force feeding in the targets.
0: Sixty-three He's half. You're
1: about yeah. five balls a game right now. So there's nothing. Is it sixty-three and a half now?
0: Yeah. let see. Notes. Oh yeah,
1: 60, yeah, you see, yeah, sixty-three and a half at FanDuel. Um, and a reception prop four and a half. He's going to have Fitzpatrick on him. We were talking about the total earlier. You know, you brought up bad weather, Joe. Yeah, it's not that bad. You know, it's a little cold. But, uh, you know, and Brandon, like Brandon Lang stated, they have played to the over these teams. I don't think it's a 16-13 game. I also think Pittsburgh get out uh, get out ahead at some point in time. I'm not opposed to playing the Beckham prop over four-and-a-half receptions tonight.
0: Landry at four-and-a-half tonight, too. He had ten targets in the game the other day, nine catches for 97, and a score. Steelers do have good linebackers. Those are the types of teams that can limit those possession receivers. However, kind of like that. I, I think I like the Landry bet a little bit more than I like the Beckham bet. But uh, I would suspect that both of them could get over. It could be a fairly concentrated passing offense. How about the Odell Beckham anytime touchdown score? I would expect bigger odds, but it's only plus 180, Gabe. No, you can't at plus
1: 180. Yeah, he. he said, that's a pretty good odds actually for a star player, to be honest. But yeah. it's a star player that only has one touchdown on the air. Here's a real mm. degenerate play here. Oh boy. This is this is sheer. This is yeah. This is the Dave Chappelle <laughs> um, play of the night. Nick Chubb's first rushing attempt over under three and a half yards.
0: <laughs> I was in the book. You
1: just run right uh, in the middle, right into a pile.
0: I was in the book uh, about just right after you and I got off air one day or all of us got off air one day, I walked over to watch one of the games. It must've been like week one or week two. And the excitement that poured out of a guy's body when Saquon Barkley's first rush went for like five yards was like he won the lottery. And I knew at that moment <laughs> what his wager was. I, I, he got really excited off of Barkley's first carry and Joe I think it must have been, you know, same thing. Must have been over three and a half, and he ran for four yards. The guy went nuts. So yeah, tough play. Because yeah, the guy left after that run, right? He didn't even watch. <laughs> no, the rest of the game. sir. <laughs> he gave it right back.
1: No, no. He, he put it, <laughs> right he to the window. Win. He took his winning <laughs> yeah. ticket and then he definitely bet it again and probably lost <laughs> as, yeah. Yeah. as the day went on. Listen, there's the the no run in the first inning prop is a pretty degenerate one. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually an inning. Like there's, you know, this is a play. One Now, the FanDuel has it. Uh, first basket of a basketball game. <laughs> huh. First basket of a basketball game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll show you some of the props. And, man, you get some pretty good numbers with this. This is one. I actually hit it once last year. I didn't hit it twice. I nailed it once in the playoffs. And I took Kyle Lowry like 8-1 to one to score the first basket, and he did. I think I won another time, actually. It's a fun prop, but... It's really degenerate. I mean, we're talking about who scores the first basket of the game. All right, so let's. What's a big game here tonight? Uh, I've gotten
0: ice cold uh, on player. Have, props. right, let's do this. Ice cold on player props. i i, I bet there on. There's no big game. I've I, I bet on four different player props this year, which a player players gotten injured. So I, I really might need to take a break. Matt Ryan got hurt during a during a player prop. Adam Thielen. No, the other night. Go
1: ahead. I had Matt Breida the other night. Yeah. Knocked out and and we both had Sanders, yeah, that's right. Sanders and Matt Breed, I both were reception props.
0: Sanders, Matt Ryan. You know what's
1: crazy? The only two bets I lost, The the only two bets I lost that night were guys getting knocked out of the game. So, listen tonight, we have the Brooklyn Nets at the Denver Nuggets. Kyrie Irving plus 500 to score the first points of the game, Nikolai Jokic plus 420. Jared Allen, plus 750. Jamal Murray, plus 600. You know, so you're seeing there's value
0: with this, right, if you nail it, right? Keep it light, small play. Try to hit it big. But, uh, yeah, I, I should take a break from the NFL player props. Everybody's getting hurt when I bet on So we'll come back, final segment, morning after Mike, Joe, and Gabe.
5: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321
1: Is shrinking, my energy level has gone up, and the thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I try other products and
13: nothing
7: happens. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888- 400 0435 888 400 0435 Andro400.com. Money Now 100
6: is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to money. type in the address bar money now 100.com that's money number 100.com
0: we got some news on this james uh wiseman situation uh sean i, I don't know if you have all the details but it looks like he's going to be declared ineligible to play and try to resolve, remove a lawsuit and try to resolve this through the NCAA quickly. Is that right? Okay. So Wiseman's ineligible. Um, There's been a lot of tentacles to this story in that this loan that he received from directly from Penny Hardaway, Joe was when he was 11 years old, I believe. So he was just a little kid. They, And relocated to put him in a better spot. But now it feels like, uh, obviously, the NCAA feels like it was a quid pro quo. I'll give you this money if this kid plays for me, if and when I'm in a position to uh, recruit him to Memphis. So, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's asinine, but that's the NCAA. What else is new there? But I thought Penny Hardaway's response by filing a lawsuit, getting the injunction, and allowing him to play The risk here was that if he is ultimately found ineligible to play this year, then all of those games that he played in, basically Memphis becomes not eligible to make it to the tournament. And that was the risk. He could have sat him down and just said, let it play out and everything would have been fine. But by him playing him in these games, yeah, he's basically put the entire program at risk of not being able to make it uh, into the tournament. So... I, you know, you better really, really believe and uh, that the rest of the kids on the team, they better all be on the same page If the fact that they're going to play an entire season with no hope of making it to the tournament. Um, I hope it was worth it when it's all said and done for them.
1: Gabe? Um, you know, Joe raises some very interesting points uh, here. Yeah, it's amazing to me that while at the same time the NCAA acts as if though, so. this is sort of very similar to the NFL uh, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Remember the, the, the press release from the NCAA a few weeks ago, we feel as if though so, these college students should be able to, you know, like they're all on board and this is a great idea if they can make money off their likeness. Yet at the same point in time, here we are right now. I uh, say, you know, they're, they're screwing around, you know, it's just, it's, it, if any, any, I, I swear, a politician, you know, would be the, one of the first things that I would do was to be to shut down the NCAA. And, you know, the schools don't need them. They, there's no reason for them to exist. Uh, we'll have another outside police, you know, governing body, so to speak. I mean, that's the only reason they're there is to really monitor things. And at this point, I get it. It's sort of like football guys, where like, all right, everyone wants player safety, but it's gone too far and it's ridiculous. You know, we don't want utter full-on corruption, but we have it, and we see the Patinos of the world get to make forty million dollars and bang hookers in their office. Uh, but you know, the kids, you know, I uh, sorry son, you know, I bought you a pair of shoes when you were eleven years old when you were starving. Like it's, you know, this is as stupid as you know arresting people for giving money to homeless people. Or, you know, you're under arrest for feeding a bird in a park because, you know, we can't encourage this. You know, the the NCAA, I don't know how they sleep at night. Uh, I just – I don't. But Joe raised a good point as far as Penny uh, being so anxious to get him in games that, number one, he didn't need him for. and number two, Mm -hmm. they lost anyways to Oregon.
0: Yeah. Like, you you, you know, I keep thinking about uh, over and over again during all this NCAA stuff. Is Sean Miller still the head coach at Arizona? There's been, like, three separate stories – there's three separate stories nah. that have come out mm-hmm. and said, all right, well, that's it. They have to let him go now. They have to fire him now. And DeAndre Ayton sort of took the brunt of it from the public. And Sean Miller's still sitting there, still coach. And, I, you know, considering all the stuff that went on, all the scandals that are the un- the entire undercurrent of college basketball for the last 40 years. Yeah. For these guys to just sit there. But the kids. There. Right. Mm. They catch grief.
1: But, but the kids have to pay the price, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you're messing with this kid's future. You know, he's trying to get ready for the NBA. Let's just call it off What It's like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Why, why, why? What do you get out of doing this if you are a stud recruit? What are you getting out of this? For so what, the grief? So even DeAndre, eating, oh, good for you. See how $50,000 Big deal. You know what I mean? Big deal. You know, I think these kids would be better off. And if you don't, I understand. A lot of 18-year-old kids, they don't want to move to Europe and play in Turkey in a men's league. Uh, I get it. Fine. You know, move to Los Angeles, go to a basketball academy. What Dante Axum did. You know? Oh, look at Manuel Moutier. Manuel Moutier was going to play that same year with Larry Brown. Same stuff. They started messing with him about this and, oh, you know, you might have done this and, you know, did you borrow money from someone and, uh, oh, you know, what about your exam and, the kid figured it out early, guys. He just went to Larry and he said, "Listen, Coach, I wanted to do this, but I, I'm not going through this." And you know, he went. He went. He made seven million dollars. Uh, seven million dollars. Like it's just—it's baffling to me. Why, if you're a kid, put yourself through any of this crap by a bunch of just lack of a better term, jerk off, evil, diabolical old men. That really could give two craps about you, your family, your mother, uh, your financial situation. All Mark Emmert cares about is Mark Emmert. And we see this time and time and time again. Football, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, there's no other league for you to go play in. You can't prepare for the National Football League without playing big time college football. I totally understand that. But basketball is different. If you're good, they'll find you. And, you know, they, they told Dante Axum, oh, it's going to hurt your draft stock, son. Yeah, yeah, he went seventh overall or whatever it was, right? Where did Emmanuel Moutier go? Fifth? You know, no, it didn't hurt his draft stock. What did Ben Simmons say? When I asked about going to LSU, he said it was the worst decision he ever made and it was the worst year of his life. He said, yeah, playing NCAA, did you enjoy it? Said, No. You now, they asked him on Fox the other day, yeah, now that, you know, you would make money off your likeness, would you have stayed another year? What did he say? F, no, oh, of course you don't. know, well, I, I don't
0: get it, guys. I think you know? we're headed they're like, towards
1: they're like circus the, circus uh,
0: performers first. The, N- the NBA can support easily a minor league. They have a minor league in place. And I think if the rules get to well, such they already a point, have one. yeah, exactly. They have one in place. So I, I think if you remove these top 40 players or whoever, whoever it feels forced to play in the NCAA, they just go right into the G league, start making money. And I don't understand the, the dog and pony show either uh but it
1: goes both ways it goes both ways you know i don't think i don't think that it's constitutionally like legally i don't think it's right you could tell someone it's 18 you know that they can't do something right so you know that that's just that's just um that's just there right there but the thing is if a kid wants to go to the nba Nobody, the kid isn't going with the agent, Drew Rosenhaus or in this, you know, Maverick Carter, etc. These guys, they're not going with a gun, saying you better draft this kid, right? It's almost like they have these rules in place to protect themselves from themselves. You remember like Major League Baseball? Oh yeah, well you know the the lockout slash strike in '94 when the Expos you know could have won, you know it was because salaries are getting out of control. And then the first signing out of the lockout strike was the White Sox overpaying Albert Bell. So you know they'll always tell you it's about morals, but in the end it's just always about money. But I have a hard time with it. I really do. Like it's it turned me off of like college sports. It, it's tough to over sort of overcome it when you just see the the sheer corruption. And they, you know the coaches are the, the, the coaches are culprits in this too. There's a great documentary actually, and we'll get to a couple of picks now. But there's a great documentary. He's a Purdue football coach. He got fired basically for sort of basically talking about how kids really get screwed. And he sort of like was highlighting stories about, you know, guys have like sick relatives and dying parents and you can't even lend them money to get back type of thing. Like just the it's the lack of compassion. I understand the competitive guardness of it. But they've gone to an extreme where there's just a lack of human compassion with the NCAA that is beyond belief. I mean, look at the kid. They wouldn't let the kid play because uh, his mother was recovering from cancer, remember? Oh, no, the school you're going to, it's not quite in the mile radius. Like, come on, man. Like, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hey, do we have Greg Sussman? Greg on the headset, I think. So, I wanted to bring Greg on. We'll do a couple picks, too, and Greg will give us his Yo. pick on tonight's game. First of all, uh, Greg Sussman, welcome back. Thank you. And congratulations, bud.
11: Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: So, we wanted to welcome you on after to give you a, a an actual college cheer, and congratulations. You're married, how does it feel?
12: Uh, it feels good, man. I had a, a really fun wedding. Yeah. We had a fun uh, couple of days in Nashville. And Very now nice. I'm uh, back in the swing of things here.
0: So, would you recommend Nashville for a honeymoon? You notice know, and... the
1: silence of me and Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got, nothing,
10: congratulations,
1: I got, got <laughs> yeah, congratulations. nothing against you, Greg. I'm happy for you and stuff. But Mike's so happy about this. Hey, you got married. I like me and Joe. I was just <laughs> no, thinking, like, what's going through Joe's head? Like, right now, man, like. <laughs> Thank you. congratulations. Brad
0: I thought it would be an come interesting out group. I
1: I yeah yeah i'm yeah, wondering yeah. Uh,
2: has marriage uh, really has marriage, marriage changed your view of maryland football yet uh they are still a
11: fantastic
12: <laughs> fantastic program their <laughs> right, uh recruits their recruits yep. for next year look fantastic uh things are going well for the university of maryland but hey <laughs> top five basketball team right let's go wow I love it. That's
1: That's so Maryland's a basketball school man
12: always will be <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well All right, I just just wanted to say congrats. You got a pick for tonight's game,
12: Greg? Uh, Do I have a pick for tonight's game? I like the Steelers tonight, uh, guys. I like the Steelers.
0: Okay. Thanks, bud. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm sorry it wasn't a warmer welcome, these two it's, guys.
12: It's pretty much what I expected.
0: These two guys are tough yeah. to deal
12: with. It's pretty much what I expected. Right. It'd be a different conversation with just you, Mike. But, you know, Joe and Gabe, they, they don't want to hear about this crap. They well, you
2: know, the problem this. is misery loves company. Exactly. So no, no That's wonder why, why you and Gabe jumped, jumped up so well. to it.
12: That's why Blue at
2: one time jumped up to it, man. Hey, hey, Congratulations. Welcome to the married life. Way to go. Right, well, buddy. welcome in. Open off. Happy arms. life, happy life. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Me and Joe were thinking... <laughs> Me and Joe are thinking, poor bastard. <laughs>
2: we're going, God damn, I got to call Cinnamon
0: after this. Let's go, guys. You, you were, you were, you guys were looking up <laughs> Mac Player props while I was talking to Greg. Who are you kidding?
11: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Greg. Thanks, bud. Congratulations. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, we we are all on the Steelers. Is that right?
2: I am not. I am a, I am going opposite, guys. I am taking the Browns. I think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively have been extremely fortunate over their four-game winning streak. Thank goodness for their defense scoring touchdowns. Uh, I think it ends tonight, though. I don't think they can make it up. I think Mason Rudolph is going to have to win this game, and I don't think he's going to be capable of doing it. And the total? I'm lost with the total. I have no idea whatsoever. I have no idea why it's it's going up. I might just wait before kickoff and play the under.
0: Gabe, I'll be honest. I got a rooting interest in this, so I'm staying away from this game. I'm a little confused as to the line, um, and I'm just going to root as a Steelers fan tonight, so I'll play plenty of games on Sunday. How about you?
1: Uh, you know, I respect your discipline if you don't like it from a betting perspective, but I've always found that soft. I, I, you know what? I can't. I <laughs> never understood that. What do you say?
0: We say on this like, show. Like, no,
1: no. I really, I, I you don't, say like, on this show, like Joe, don't bet it if you
0: don't things, things, no, five, like it. When I went to Game Five, he hangs around. I went to Game five of the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly.
2: You, Dave yeah. No, does I the bet as stuff. much as like, I could. Like, I, I, like no, I, I
8: love the Raptors, and if the
1: Finals, I better not bet on it. I'm like, no, I'm going to the game, and I'm putting two thousand dollars on it. Damn straight.
0: I'll bet some not player props so yeah. somebody else can get hurt. You're I'm not bet, betting the line.
1: Joe knows. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to bet more on your team. That's the thing. You're all in no matter what. Not, I'm betting. Of course. I, I already took a I, loan I, I out, out not betting
0: bet. the Jets Dude, against I Washington this fight. weekend. <laughs> I took the money line against I the like Rams. I the
1: Jets against Washington. Me too. So <laughs> but, guys, I had to fight myself not to take the Raptors. last night and the other night. <laughs> You know, because they're just so beat up. And I'm like, I know I'm like, yeah, they're really beat up. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if you're a real Raptor fan, you'll back them tonight. Like, you know, if you're a real fan, you'd believe in them. And I'm like, then I'm like, yeah, I got to take them. <laughs> uh,
0: we'll be <laughs> back like, tomorrow. Yeah. Same setup with all like, three of us. Good luck tonight, everybody. Play a prop,
2: baby. Play a prop there, blew it.
0: Money.
10: That's
8: 800-223-0992. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me
10: Once again, that's 800-932-5517
11: I
14: think at this point, you brought Adam GaSe to be the quarterback whisperer for Sam Donald. Um, this team has just been, you know, crippled by injuries, and, that, and that's really kind of the storyline of the year. Um, the offensive line hasn't really played up uh, to par. Uh, there's a couple guys who you, you know, you talk about assembly going down. To now, you know, he's not even on the team being cut. He's supposed to be a big factor for that offensive line. Um, bringing in Ryan Kelly, a guy who, you know, now is, you know, trying to figure out his knee situation and his future. Uh, after coming out of retirement. So there's a lot of different stuff. Quincy and Noah going down with a neck. So they've, they've been kind of crippled with injuries, like I stated before, but I think Adam Gase, you got to give him another shot. You gave Todd Bowles another shot. Uh, You got to see how he can bounce back, how he can change things. They just, the Jets just don't have a lot of talent and a a real talented team. Um, And so they, it really starts with drafting and and getting free agents in the building and, and getting, getting in the position where they can build and, uh, Hopefully, you know, Adam Gase can get it done. And Christopher Johnson, they feel like, you know, he's the guy, the relationship he has with Joe Douglas, they can turn things around, and you just got to give him another shot. I think bringing another guy in to implement his system and everything that goes along with bringing, into, bringing in a new coach may be too much for the Jets right now.
1: I've been pro-CAC, like, over the years. I think the guy complied. Is the NFL just doing this to say, hey, look, man, we've come full circle on this, we're giving him a chance? What What do you see when you heard this? What were your first thoughts when you heard this?
14: Uh, I think like everybody else, I think we were I was just uh, I think I was puzzled by it all because for me the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was kinda in the rear view mirror. Um, and, and I think at this point if you look at the NFL, just the cultural climate right now, you know, Kaepernick, you know, he stood up for he took a stand, he made a silent protest uh, for social injustice and, and that kind of sparked and escalated and, and kinda changed the complexity of the NFL. Um I do understand how the Colin Kaepernick issue has been a black cloud over the nfl um but i also am confused too why you know if i think cat from i'm looking at Cap from this standpoint the nfl has made it clear they don't want you uh it, they've made it clear that you know they've changed your narrative and what's your process uh, about about this pro- uh, protest they've changed it all he's getting an opportunity that he didn't have three years before let alone a week ago so it's almost like you know it's damn if he does it's damn if he, uh, it's damn if he-